We're going, we don't need roads. Still got a little hangover from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still drunk. <laughs> I, I still drunk, Lisa. Yeah, uh, happy new year, man. Oh my god, I can't believe we're in 2019, mm-hmm. which means one thing uh, we need to look back and do our best of 2018. Oh, right. The first thing that came to mind there was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that should be the only thing on our lips for That's the next thing, yeah. six months. That's right, best of 2018. Yeah, now what an interesting year. It has been. Yeah, it's been up and down. Up and Mm. down. So let's talk film for a second. Okay. Um, Yeah, even when you look at Oscars, it's just a little bit, just a little bit dry. And um, the... The uh, the U.S. summer over the our winter Australia winter all the blockbusters yeah there was a couple yeah. there but it's just a little bit hit and miss and even leading into this uh, more um, Oscar season now it's just I don't know I'm just not really feeling it I, and for the first time ever I could actually get my ten films in my top ten <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're yeah, right and that is a true sign you weren't arguing with yourself no. and, and I was very much similar to that yeah. yeah there was no there was no arguments. Look, there's a lot of what I found yeah. is there was a lot of good films, but were there ten truly great films? Yeah, mm. yeah, That's and and, and you know, like uh, from previous years, but also from me doing my playlist on our recent trip to Mudgee, yeah. that when you get <laughs> stuck on certain uh, songs, I had to call neighbours in. Like I was just like, listen to this, yeah, bounce you... ideas off people yeah. when they don't even know what you're talking about. Hey, listen, <laughs> what did you think about this? Oh, okay, bang. yeah, so. Uh, so here we are. We've got our lists. We have uh, we have a c- three categories for movies. We have uh, films we haven't seen. Yes, it's very important because uh, we'll get that out there first. Yeah, just so you know, you know what's not in our top ten, what will not be in our top ten, uh, and it's not really always by choice. But yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sometimes uh, films released in America don't tend to make it here, or, or yeah. in some occasions they'll come out to what we call the Sydney Film Festival. Um, and they will do quite well, so they'll actually be pushed back a little bit further into a more productive time for them, uh, make a bit more money. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Or, like that happens in um, America, uh, Welcome to Marwan is a good example. Yep. Um, That is a film I haven't seen, I just want to put that out there, and the reason we haven't seen it is because it did a bit of a flop uh, in America, Mm -hmm. so they're not going to release it here at the theatre. They're going to bring it out on... Uh, DVD or something like yeah. that originally. Wow. Uh, yeah. What which, a fizzer. Which means that for us, that's pushed to 2019. Yeah. But it still is a 2018 film. So uh, just as an example of why some films are left out. So we've got that list that we'll just breeze through and, and fly through, sorry. And then we'll go into our literally our top 10 films straight up. Yes. So you have to wait for an hour and 50 minutes to get to my number one. That's right. We're You'll doing be, it. Let's do it. Let's just get yeah. into it. Well, in the other categories, though. <laughs> From there, we've got an honourables list. 
Yes. Uh, and then we might even just have a look. We'll have a look at TV as well in this episode. Best of best TV of 2018. Yeah, we'll go through our TV because that's yep. uh, that's very important to us. I think this yeah. year. Um, we have uh, in Australia there is a uh, obviously Netflix. We have Amazon Amazon Prime, and then we we have one called Stan, which yep. um, is owned by one of the bigger networks. Yeah. But Disney have just uh, agreed to put most of their um, catalog, catalog on there. So yeah. all your Marvel films and, and any classic Lion King Disney, that's all on there. So that's a huge one for us here as well. And we've got Foxtel, which is essentially Showtime and Showcase. Um, yeah. yeah, which has got great TV as well. So, Sky and, in England. Yeah, and yeah. We, we talk about TV a lot on this episode, so we thought we'd pop that in as a, as a top TV films of tw- uh, top TV of 2018. And I've even gone into a little bit deeper with uh, you know my favourite performances of the year and a couple other little ca- categories like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, we can go through. We'll get into that deep stuff at the end. Yeah. So, you let's re- do it, man. You ready? Let's actually do this. My paper is coming out. Ooh, I'm oh. actually nervous. So this is the best films of 2018, according to Sean and Jason, and we're going to start with what we haven't seen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you want to run through first, or can I? No, you can. Okay, ready? You're ready to go. The Mule, Welcome to Marwin, Vice, The House That Jack Built, Mary, Queen of Scots, If Beale Street Could Talk, White Boy Rick, Suspiria, Ben Is Back, Peppermint, The Sisters Brothers. Shoplifters, Green Book, Instant Family, Mile 22, Mandy, can't believe I haven't seen Mandy yet, <laughs> Alpha, Vox Lux, Overlord, Assassination Nation, Beautiful Boy, Boy Erased, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Leave No Trace, Old Man and a Gun, The Wife, and Sweet Country, which is a nice Australian little film from what I understand. Yeah, nice. So how this list comes about is that that list of Sean's, which is quite a lot actually, but mm. and you see more films than I do yeah. these days. So and there's still quite a lot there. And, and what that list is to Sean is he believes that all that all those films there could potentially be in, in his top ten. That's right. But he hasn't seen them. So and, and I think that's indicative of what type of year it's been. That's yeah. why the list is so big. It's because anything could really pop into that pop back out. end of, yeah. of, of my top ten. Let me go through what I haven't seen because that's obviously important to me. And, and these are all the films, that, as I just said, that I thought if I had seen them, they could potentially, they have the potential to go into my top ten. Uh, so that's a maybe. <laughs> so that's a big fact. So you're saying maybe. I get a chance. Yeah. What was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> okay, if Bill Street could talk, Anna and the Apocalypse, Suspiria, I can't believe I haven't seen that. Mm. You were never really there. Or here. <laughs> uh, Boy Erased. Can't believe I haven't seen that. I really wanted to see that, but I just, it, was on, it was only on the cinema for a couple of weeks. Uh, Vice. Bad Times at the El Royale. Green Book, which is January for us here, but yes. for American listeners, we won't get that until Jan. But I definitely want to see it. Halloween. Sorry, I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. All right. And we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that. Don't worry. He's got a little special rant for me. I know. I can feel it coming a mile away. (laughs) Uh, Bumblebee. Now, listen, Bumblebee I actually want to really want to watch, and I feel it could be in there. I love 80s retro, blah, blah, blah. But so I went to watch in the last three days. And honestly, it's got one session left at 9.30 p.m. at night. 9.30 p.m. at night? I couldn't believe it. I was like, Kate and I were willing to go last night and the night before, and we literally couldn't go see it because we're not going to see 9.30. No. 
So yeah, I, I, I can't see it. It's so strange. They pulled it really early and yeah. if it was MA rated at least at the very least, I could see the last session once a day being at nine thirty. Yep. But no, when it's M. No, 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 no. And the last one that I haven't seen that I think well I'd like to see and has potential for my top ten is Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I've seen that and it doesn't feature anywhere for me, but it is enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Top 10. Let's just get straight into it. So how are we going to do this, Jack? I don't know, man. Are we um, going 10-10? What do the listeners want? 10-10, 9-9-8-8, 10 9 I can count backwards. Let's, let's just throw them at each other. All right. Let's know. just go 10-9. 10-10-9-9. We'll give a little explanation <laughs> as to why it's in there, you know? Yes. Of course. Um... Some longer than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you start, uh, feel, you no, start feel free, no, feel free, mate, to... Get cracking? Yeah. Okay, is this a setup? Are you setting me up for no, some no, failure? No, you want me to do it, you want me to do it. I'll do it, I'll, I'll do it. No, I'll do it, I'll start. Okay, go. <laughs> wait, so, wait, can you... Okay, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it. So I've got a, uh, a four-way tie from number 10. <laughs> Are you actually are you kidding? <laughs> I am, kind oh, of. Oh, God. Well, oh. I'm not kidding, but I am kidding. Uh, I just wanted to roll you up a bit. <laughs> but I do, I am literally coming up with my number 10 as we speak. And I, got, I do have to do a, a one-way, a tie. I guess we should mention to people that when we talk about my top 10s, you know, if you're not an avid listener of us, you need to understand that you know, it is a real personal list. Yeah. And that as all top tens, if you said, give us a 10 of the best films of the year, as according to the Academy, then that's something we would have to try and work out and do, right? Yeah. But these are personal ones to us. So that is ever changing. Yeah. Always. Always. And, and, and it's funny you say that because as you were talking... It you, you concreted my my t- my number ten. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And like my not, one through nine, solid. That's not. I've, I've been comfortable with that for quite a while. But my ten, it was just. I was just struggling with it because it's one of the worst jokes that you and I have over uh, text a lot of times when we're preparing for an episode. And you know, I might ask you for some advice. You might ask me for some advice. And our retort will generally be, "Hey, man, it's your top five. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you want." Okay, so. Um, First things first, my my tie is only my own one tie. That's it. Everything else is on their own. My one tie for number ten is Creed two and Game Night. Uh, my yeah, okay, nice number ten for the year. So <clears throat> Creed two. Reason why I had Creed two there is, and we've we've reviewed the film. So those who listen to every episode will know what we think. And this was a great sequel, which I think is very, very hard to do these days, and especially with something that's well-worn, like a Rocky, um, the Rocky anthology or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a great sequel, and uh, anyone who's a fan of that would love it. But I really loved it, um, and I was in the movie, engrossed, and it gave me everything I wanted mm. out of a creed. And you, you know. refer to that scene, uh, the, the, what, what do the you montage, call it? The, the montage, the training montage. Yeah, 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 yeah. you love that street oh, montage. I love that shit. <laughs> I, love, I love the uh, street, yeah, the CrossFit street montage. That's yeah, stuff, it's yeah. one of my faves. And look, Game Night, um, I just, look, Game Night, is, shouldn't probably be in a top 10, to be honest. But it's in my top 10 because it, it really ticked every box for me. I love Jason Bateman. I love. I even love the concept. I'm a big um, board gamer. <laughs> I'm that geek. Yeah. You know, we do it a lot with our family. And, you know, I'm that. I'm Jason Bateman's, Bateman's character. And it was a yeah. little bit of a... Uh, and you have movie. a white dog as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was I was literally um, holding a mirror up to to my wife and I. Oh yeah. That movie, and so a little bit was it was slightly uncomfortable, but because of, because of that, because yeah. this this is a true story. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, it was a beautiful balance of straight comedy with a little sprinkle of dark comedy in there. Yeah. And I uh, loved Rachel McAdams, loved Jason Bateman. It just it was just great for me. I, I've seen it multiple times. And this is a movie, and this is another thing for me that why I got into the top ten is I know that I'll watch this movie over and over again over the next, you know, couple of years. You know, it's a it's a no brainer for me. Yeah, definitely. It, it it seemed to be a bit of a slow year for comedies, like yes. strong comedies. Uh, and Game Night definitely was up there for me. Um, but uh, you know, beyond that, there there wasn't a whole lot out there. Yeah, which is true. which is unfortunate, since I think we both love comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you, you got comedy in in movies like Deadpool two and that, which will come up, I'm sure, at some stage. But yeah, but as a straight, I am a comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of was. Now that you think of it, one of the better ones. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, my top ten. It was in my top ten. Uh, well, my ten is. Uh, It's um. What, what's he saying? Oh, hang on. I know what it's this is. A, this is a podcast. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> we can't do this game, man. <laughs> it's a quiet place. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number ten there. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that. Um, look, I love stalkery type films whether that's human <laughs> beings or whether that's aliens, aliens or whether it's whatever yeah. it is when you're not sure what's around the next corner those are the sort of films uh that and i also saw it so you enjoyed that suspense I, I like that suspense yeah, 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 yeah i really do um because and, and also i like that when it's in a real world setting and i think that this film could have been set anyway you could put that on in space you could put that uh you know your next door neighbor's house whatever it is but yeah. when it is in um uh, a place where I want to live, which is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a... It was like a mirror held up to my life. <laughs> this could happen to you if you lived in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. No, thanks. Uh, no, no. So, uh, look, I, I really loved it. Um, you know, and it and, was a uh, great original piece of cinema. Yes. Yeah. Nine, what do you got? Uh, okay, I've got uh, Red Sparrow is my number nine. So this came out fairly early in the year. I think it was like February or something. And look, this is what happens when Francis and Jennifer Lawrence team up. Um, and I just love this movie. I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea because it was a little bit slow. It wasn't in-your-face kind of action, Bourne style or even John Wick. It was a, it was a slow creep. And yep. it was an espionage thriller kind of thing. And I just thought Jennifer Lawrence's performance in that was excellent. I think she's excellent in, in pretty much everything. But, um, yeah, I just I just really enjoyed the film. I've, I've seen it twice now. I'll definitely go back and watch it again. It does get better the more you watch it. And, you know, our very own Joel Edjo was great in it as well, Edgerton. So, yeah, I just, I just really, really love the film. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it as well. Um, I think I was texting you. I think I might have saw it, saw it mm. a few days before you. I was texting you. I think you like, did, actually. Um, you know, I knew you would enjoy it, mm. especially Jennifer Lawrence. You know, she was brilliant in that. Yeah. Can't really talk about too much. <laughs> she's, she's quite provocative uh, in there, but not in a necessarily sexy way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, her job, right? Yeah. yeah. And to lure. And I, yeah, I just loved all of that. That's what I liked about yeah. it. It was like, you, you're kind of being sexy, but you're not meant to be sexy. 
and this is wrong. Everything's wrong. Stop it. Wrong. <laughs> and there's a scene in that movie with a, I don't know what it is, like a meat peeler or something, a meat <laughs> carver. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But they use it on human flesh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, cool. What's your number nine? Number nine. Bumblebee. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I'm a bit what jealous. <laughs> Roll out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, everyone knows how much we bang on about Michael Bay fucking up the Transformers franchise, right? Sure. Uh, much we too do. much. Much. We talk about too it a much. lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sounds of Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we all love, know and love Transformers 1. It was such a great base to, to work off. Yes. Right? And I think, I think... Sorry, I'm stealing thunder from here, but this no, is just fine. from a layman. Can I say yeah, yeah. what I think? Get it out. Get yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this will be a great companion piece with Transformers because it's essentially a prequel back in 1984 or whatever it was. So if you were to watch Bumblebee and Transformers just on their own, back to back, that's awesome. What a You've great almost created out. a trilogy that you, could, that you could hold up and say, this is the Transformers films we needed. Mm. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, obviously it's set back in the 80s and... Oh, here we go. He's dropping a name. Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, I've worked with her. Um, <laughs> she was she was in the yeah. film. Uh, Did you say hi? While she was yeah, up on the well, big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like Last Action Hero. She stepped out. Yeah. We went on an adventure. Hey, Sean. Um, <laughs> How but, you doing? <laughs> I better go back to uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I was really skeptical about going into it. I, you know, I think Bumblebee is probably um, most people's favorite. Uh, if you know the the TV show originally, because you know, it's created from toys. It's one of the first sort of yeah. lines of, you know, the sort of stuff is actually created from yeah. toys, yeah. <laughs> then into a cartoon and so forth. So, you know, if you followed all of that from the beginning, you understand that Bumblebee is one of the best oh, characters. He's one of the best. Yeah. yeah. He's just the nicest and, and heartwarming sort of characters. Mm. So when you see the uh, Michael Bay Transformers, this doesn't really come across. You know, he's he's a good character, but it's it's not as heartwarming as it well, should yeah, be. Yeah, he hasn't got his voice and all that, which yeah. is a story arc through Transformers. Yes, and well, and, and this plays out in Bumblebee. You you learn how he loses his voice, because um, he has his voice, you know, originally. And can, can I ask can I ask you, did you shed a tear in Bumblebee? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Are you ready? Well, it's not going to give anything away, is it? No. Don't you oh, no. forget about me. No, they don't. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> uh, Did they do this? I'll put it on. With the fist in the air? Yep. So they're doing Easy A and every, every other movie that's done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but these guys are set in the 80s. So this film is the biggest thing in that movie, if you know what I mean. So, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So this is all pop culture oh. at the time. So every, pop culture yeah. references are coming <laughs> thick and fast and... Uh, the 80s was a great time, yeah. you know, for people that didn't get a chance to live in that. Um, well, they, they do. They get to live it, live through it through Stranger Things yeah. without the monsters. Haley Steinfeld's great. <laughs> the direction was great. Um, the, the character of Bumblebee and, and how they worked that into the story was um, fantastic. Um, it did start off a little bit cartoonish and I was a bit worried. Um, okay. But once they got to Earth, completely fine. And, um, yeah, it, it's... It's kind. You know, reminding me of <laughs> if you could put Karate Kid's original movie oh, and story yes. into a Transformers world. 
not saying that she's a martial artist or she yeah, fights anyone, yeah. but that feeling that yeah. you got from watching this young kid discover himself and learn new things and whatever. And overcome the odds. And yep. All that stuff. Oh, I love Karate That's kid. kind of what it's like. For that you know? reason. For that reason. Yeah. yeah for the story. Oh, wow. The uh, heart. For the heart. For the heart. Yeah. And, that, and that's what this film had. It was just... Yeah, it was all Sweet. over the heart. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I, I'm going to wait until the home end now. And I had I had to put it in there. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, yeah. that's cool, man. I'm glad you had Bumblebee. Um, my number eight, is that what we're up to? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My number eight is a very controversial um, pick, I think. But, man, it is my number eight. I can definitely tell you that. And that is hereditary. 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 Well, it's only uh, controversial for 50% of the population. Yeah, exactly. And the other 50%, that's too low. <laughs> yeah. No, well, look, okay, so... I went into this film hearing, a, like, I, I saw this late. I only saw this uh, about two weeks ago. And I didn't see it at the movies. And uh, I heard a lot of mixed reviews. Critics were like, excellent, one of the best horrors of the year kind of thing. Audience, for the gen- for the most part, were like, what was that piece of shit? <laughs> That's what I was walking into. And, you know, I love my horror, as we all know. And um, I thought it was fantastic. But... I understand exactly where both camps are coming from now. I understand where the gen- why the general audience think that for yep. the most part. I'm just generalizing here. Uh, and that is because it is a fairly big, it's a slow creep horror. And then the last act really turns itself on its head. So you're either in by then or you're not. And if you're not in, you're just going to walk out of that movie going, what the fuck? If you're in, kind of like Mother, nothing like Mother, but like Mother unrolled. Uh, like revealed first half is this and the second half is that yeah hereditary is kind of like that kind of so um at the end of the movie i found myself going with my jaw on the ground a bit going okay what but then what helped me is I, i knew i liked it and i knew i had this um thought about what it was about what it was trying to say so then i um my daughter and i actually youtubed a explain endings yeah. kind of video yeah. and that really helped now most of what it revealed we actually were on the right track so that's a good part yeah but it also just added a few more layers to what we didn't pick up on and um i loved it man i thought it was fantastic and and tiny colette Tony obviously being in there it's nice to, yeah. she, she's brilliant in everything she's in I uh, I did see it um, mm. it's, it's not you in, saw her in the movies I did yeah and but I, I I arrived late so I missed probably the first 20 minutes right yeah um, and there were times when I was, it was really gripping and yeah and then it was times I was pretty much bored I think for a, a lot of it and then it got a little bit weird yeah and That's very weird. The, 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 there was a couple sitting behind me and uh, the girl, when, when the whole thing finished and the credits just started rolling, <laughs> it was great. She's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually a good way to explain the movie. Yeah. But you're either a good what the fuck was that yeah. or a bad what the fuck was that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's I, why I, 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 I dare it. say she was on the bad side of it. Yeah. But I know... And I, I will be willing to give this a go when it comes on to some sort of streaming service. I'll give it another chance. Mm, okay. Um, because I didn't give it a proper view. And missing that first 20 minutes is probably worth something. Yeah. It's still slow in the first 20 minutes. But, um, but yeah, look, anyway, if, I guess the best way to explain it, if you're into your classic horror and a fucked up ending <laughs> that needs explanation, yeah. go watch this film. If you haven't got the patience for that, 
and you want something a little bit more pacey, I wouldn't touch it. But for me, definitely number eight, top ten. Good. Yeah, it's your, yeah. It's your top ten. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, my number eights. I saw this just recently. Ooh, uh, late entry. I yeah, I was catching up on uh, all the ones that I needed to see that I couldn't have access to. The favorite. Wow, the favorite. The favorite. Yeah. So that, uh, this is a film directed by uh, Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> yes, he, he has directed other films that you probably haven't seen. Uh, and those <laughs> two major one. films are The Lobster and The Killing of a Sacred yes. Deer. Um, so, yeah. the, the film stars uh, Olivia Colman, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz. Um, Olivia Colman is amazing. I've heard that. In this. And I think it's in the trailer, but there's just one particular scene because she's a little bit nuts. She really is. Um, not completely. She's she's definitely lucid. But there are times when you just think, are you off your rocker a yeah, little bit? Yeah. And she, she was walking in towards, you know, one of her uh, doors. She has many doors. Into one of her doors. And, you know, there's this tiny little kid who stands guard at the door, whatnot, you know, to help her with stuff. And she had just been upset by something. So she's walking past. And this kid is just staring directly ahead. Don't look at her, you know, sort of stuff. And... Uh, she stops right next to him, not looking at him, just looking at the door. And she sort of turns to him for a moment <laughs> and says, are you looking at me? And the kid's not. The kid's is looking straight ahead. And he's like, uh, no, 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 mum. You know, sort of thing. And she's like, you, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> so the kid, as soon as he turns his eyes, she's like, don't look at me. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> like, so so, uh, so, so my, my outside perception of this looking in, yeah, right, yeah. is uh, critics are loving it. Yeah. Audiences are struggling with it, okay? okay. And, and on the surface, I think people are thinking it's a period drama. It's disguised as a period drama, but it's actually got a lot of humour running through its veins, right? Yeah. But I don't think the general audience is coming along for the ride with that humour, I don't believe. The, the general audience, again, lobster, sacred... Yeah. You know, Real alternate stuff. He is, but, but this is his most commercial entry. Definitely the most commercial, yeah. and... You know, if you're going to like one of his films, then this is the one you'd have more chance of, of liking. And, you know, obviously the actors in it help along, you know, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it is a fairly normal story. It's just every so often, yes, you can tell that either the way that they cut a shot or the way yeah. the music is, because the music can, can get sometimes a little bit on the ear. Okay. And you're like, oh, what's, what's going on there? You know, even though it's just a normal scene. But overall, this is the most commercial entry. I can't help you more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the acting is wonderful and the humour is very funny. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't count it as a comedy. Okay. You know, it's, it's like, a dra like a dramedy. Dramedy, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a off-to-the-left dramedy. Yeah, okay. That's exactly what I'm expecting. Yeah. 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 But I it don't is funny. think general audiences are or something because uh, I no. know Kate's been reviewing a few people who have come out and they're like, oh, that was shit. People are going in expecting Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah. And you, that's not what we're watching. We're, no. we're not watching what happens from beginning uh, and then, you know, hoping, oh, I hope this happens at the end. Like that sort yeah. of stuff. You're, you're watching the, the journey. journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing it. I can't wait, actually. But I'll probably have to wait for Home Ant, uh, yeah. I would think. I, I, I don't think you necessarily need to see it. Although there are some interesting um, lens choices. They use fisheye a little bit okay. um, for the larger rooms. And it, it, it's not like it, it affects anything that's going on, but 
it is just again it's just, just a, bit a odd. choice yeah, yeah. yeah okay um there we go uh so if you don't if you if you can hear it uh we've got a bit of a storm going on in yeah. uh, sydney at the moment uh it's been really hot i'm sure you've seen it on the news so uh we might we're expecting some hail possibly later tonight yeah, so yeah, if you hear a thunderstorm or something, just uh, ignore it in the background. If you hear a big bang and everything goes silent. And if, <laughs> if you hear Sean go, ah! <laughs> Call triple O. <laughs> uh. um, right, my number seven, we're good to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my number seven is um, one that I was fighting to watch as far as I was resisting. I was resisting this movie from the get-go. I finally just went, you know what, I'm going to go watch it. And man, was I loving it. Love, sorry, man, did I love it. And that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I yeah. just friggin' loved this movie. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. Yep. I loved the story. I loved the humor. It was very funny. I loved the look of it. I loved how they did that. And again, a well-worn path with Spider-Man. Uh, and, but this was just, this was fresh and original. And that's what I'm looking for, right? Um, yeah, it was written by uh, Chris Lord, I think. Oh, Phil Lord, sorry, um, mm. who wrote like Lego Movie and Twenty One Jump Street. You know, yeah. to kind of have that humour that I really like that. And uh, yeah, uh, man, I, I just love this film. I really couldn't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, because not only do you have these uh, wonderful stories being told with you know alternate universes, uh, and mm. it's basically like all the sp- Spidey type people coming and being in this one world, but you also have uh, really deep dramatic um yeah dad dad issues yep. and uncle issues and well i mean like as classic spider-man stories do have uncle issues and dad issues yeah and obviously the the main player as spider-man is uh miles morales who is he's one of the more popular uh spider-mans obviously next to peter parker and it was really nice and fresh to see that come to the big screen as well and yeah. i'd really like to see a uh, miles um uh live action film spider-man yeah it really felt um like New York, didn't it? Yeah. It really felt like New York. You, uh, I don't know how many times you've been. I've been a few times. and oh, I've and, never been to New York. Right. And it's, well, the, you really get, it's a living city. On West Side. You know, it really does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does have a heartbeat. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, they captured that heartbeat in this, in this movie. They do something really, I wouldn't say unique, but a lot of movies have tried in the past where you try and make something look comic booky. Yeah. You might do it by lines, like Ang Lee did that in Hulk, you know, like comic lines and splitting scenes and stuff like that. Others do little filters and that. But what they do here, and obviously this is animation, by the way, but they put this kind of bubble filter webbing over it. and But they do it really subtly, and then and occasionally they turn it up. But for the yeah. most part, you know you're watching what feels like, it really feels like a comic book brought to, a comic book on page brought to screen. Yeah. It really does for me. Like, I really felt like this is as close as you'll ever get. Yeah. It was, like, it was like it was printed. That's how it looked yeah. like to me. It was like it was printed. But it wasn't annoying. It no, was just every every once and again you went, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know. And it was funny, like you said, oh, I didn't want to see this film. Mm. Once I, uh, I can't remember what the movie was, but they played this um, at an end of scene credit. It was after one of the uh, Marvel scene. films, probably, or Venom. No, it was after Venom. Venom. So, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, 
And yeah, so they played a little bit of it. It just looked a bit weird, and yeah, yeah. So I didn't really know. And I thought, why are they bringing this animation to the the cinema? Because they just put it straight to streaming, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like every other animation. Yeah. Um, are we really at the height of you know Marvel World that we need to do this? It's exactly uh, what I thought. And then reviews started coming out and just talking about how amazing it is. And yeah. wow, I yeah, I, I I will not pull this film apart. It was so good. That's good. And did you watch it with the kids or just? Uh, with my oldest, yeah, yeah, I watched it with him and, and he really enjoyed it as well. Okay. Yeah, so it translates to kids. And, you know, like you're saying with the little comic book things, whenever he was shooting his web thing, yeah. you know, it, it had the words come up. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> There's so much happening on the screen. It was very, very, very good. The animation was great. Humor was great. Um, if you've got any interest in Spider-Man at all, I think you should watch this film. And like one of the um, biggest films of the year, uh, which I'm sure will come up slightly later, it has an amazing bad guy in yeah. it, Kingpin. Yes. Um, who is just this man mountain yeah. uh, of, a, of a bad dude with a tiny little pinhead. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, so it really helped having all of these rela- family relationships and then having a bad guy who had a reason to hate people, yeah. to hate Spider-Man and, and you know... The whole film is built around him trying to achieve something that is rational. And then pop in the complexities of an alternate dimension and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It was handled really well. Really? I'd love to see, like, while I was watching it, I'm going, this, this is a great story for a live-action Spider-Man, you know, but yeah. it's done now, but, you know. Yeah, they could have done it. Ambitious, but... Yeah. But they, yeah. they definitely, you know, could have done it in today's world. There you go. That's my number seven. My number seven. What you got? Bad times at the El Royale. Yeah, I knew that would be up there somewhere. No, no. I haven't seen this. Just saying to everyone, I haven't seen this, so have no yes. comment really. So we've got a film that stars uh, a few people actually: um, Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Erivo. Great turn from her, um, and uh, I look forward to seeing what else she will come out in. Okay, who who is she playing? Just um, I mean, doesn't even matter. I can tell you, yeah, Darlene Sweet. Cool. Does that help? Does that help? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, uh, Chris Hemsworth has his uh, uh, character in there as Billy Lee. <laughs> that, that helps because Billy Lee just gives you a little bit of a hint as to the type of character he might play. Okay. <laughs> um, Billy Lee. Uh, that's not how he talks, but that's how I imagine someone like that would talk. Uh, <laughs> and then it goes on from there and there's uh, lots of other sort of, um, you know, roundabout characters. But those are the main Dudes, hmm. this is a film that really sort of smacks of Tarantino. Yes, you know, you taste, you taste it, it in your mouth yeah, when you're yeah. watching it. You know, and usually I would hate something like yeah, that because rip off. But it's yeah, but also I'm very much someone who takes sides easily. You know, I'm yeah. East Coast. Well, you mentioned it, East Coast, West Coast. When <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was West Coast. Like <laughs> Big, who the hell's that? You know, um, but uh, Marvel, DC. You know, I took DC side early. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. <laughs> Uh, so so <laughs> you you do you do these things I can't, I, I can't help it like I tend to get caught up in it and I, yeah, I love yeah. the rivalry of yeah. you know you've got a red shirt I've got a white shirt I'm red shirts yeah. you know, whatever it is I'm in cribs yeah so sitting in a film where you start thinking hang on this is this is a dude that's basically just taking off on um, Tarantino automatically like it would start raising alarm bells Defensive. for me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah. I would bring up his defences and I would start just hating the film even yeah. if something good was happening. Yeah. And for whatever reason, and maybe just because the film was so good, it, 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 
I, it got through my defenses. And I just, I just got into this really slow-paced movie as well. It's, it's, not, it's not fast. Yep. It's really well told, um, really well acted. It, it got panned by a lot of people. That made me like it more. Nah. It, no. Because I, I didn't know about what people thought of it when I went in. Okay. I saw it like day one for us. Yeah. So I knew what my thoughts were of this movie. So when people then came out and said, oh, bad, bad times at all around, so Tarantino-ish and all that stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> great, because yeah. I love this movie and that's going to make me love it more. Um, you can look at that as more of a, like these days, like, you know, Tarantino has carved out such a cinematic presence and you just got to look at it as homage unless they're doing some kind of real direct ripoff. Yeah, and you it know? wasn't a direct ripoff, no. you know. It does have a few stories that yeah. do meet up together. But everyone's influenced by someone, you know, and, yep. and QT's influenced by directors before him. Yep. And, and it shows and, on every film of his. And this is a film that I think he would... Um, I can't speak for him, but I'll, have to, I'll, I'll text him. <laughs> uh, but I, I really hope that uh, he would appreciate the nod. Mm, sure, to sure. his style of, of doing things, and I can't wait to watch this on home. And I think it'll play very well there. And because, uh, as you said, it was a bit of a slow movie. Um, but what? Do you, how do you reckon it's going to play rewatching? I reckon it's going to be get, get better, perhaps. Uh, the more, yeah, I think my second, uh, I think my second watch will be. <laughs> Sorry, Jason's uh, dog is in the room, which we don't usually do. It's a tight yeah. room. It's a bit warm, yeah. and <laughs> he's he's decided to you know let loose. I guess is probably the best way. So to... my dog has got he's majorly anxious about thunderstorms, right? So I thought I'll let him in because he's just going to sit here. But and I didn't he, know he was going to sit here and let it rip. Oh and he's sitting God. right directly underneath me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a sweat box. There's no air in here at all. I was trying to keep a straight face. I know. We couldn't, we couldn't hold it anymore any longer. Bad times at the Mac Mansion. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Oh. Uh, I Just pass me that say, peg. Yeah. If, if, for, if for whatever reason you were staying, because of, let me start that again. If you were staying away from this film because of other people's reviews that, that weren't as positive, and, and this interested you in the beginning. Give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. I mean, now you got a chance to see it when it comes out on one of your, you know, um, home entertainment services. Do it. Yeah. Watch it, man. Like I'm into it. I'm gonna watch it again. Definitely. It looks really stylized and it looks great. Yeah. And I love all the actors and yeah, yeah. I can't wait. And it's set back in I think it's like the 70s okay. era, and so it, they can do that quite easily because it is kept within. Um, its own sort of premises. Yeah. They do go out for some, um, you know, bit of losty, uh, which is interesting because the um, the guy who directed it has done a lot of TV and he actually did Lost. Uh, so they did a lot of like character um, discovery. Okay. And you know, flashback cool. a yeah, little great. bit. Um, That's and awesome. I, he's obviously learnt something from from that. So. Yeah, right. Well done. I'm in. Nice. Well, that's uh, number eight for you. Yeah? No, seven, seven for you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. Seven. So my number six, which was remember halfway through the year we did a uh, top five for the year so far. Yeah, that's or right. Something yeah. like that. So this was in my top five back then, and it's now just out of it. So it's number six, and that is uh, Love Simon. So Love Simon, yeah, yeah Love Simon was is um, Nick Robinson, Jennifer Garner, Josh Duhamel, our very own Catherine Langford. Uh, and this was that full, you know, John Hughes throwback to, you know, all the wonderful films that we talk about so often on this podcast. But uh, obviously had the um, modern, I guess, a modern contemporary take with a guy having to, um, yeah, come out of the closet and all the things that go with that. So, yeah, it was mad. I loved it. I've seen this, um, 
I've seen this twice, I think, now. And loved it. I've got to watch this film because uh, it's kind of just missed me. Really. Yeah, right. I know you meant, like, back when you mentioned it, I wrote it down like I just did then. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, like people do, you sort of, because I'm not, I'm not actually that interested in it. Yeah. So you go to put it on, you're like, ah, but I've got Seinfeld. I'm going to watch yeah. Seinfeld again. <laughs> and we talked about this last time, I, I think we talked about this film, is it's very similar to Edge of 17 with Hayley, yeah. which I don't think you've seen either. Uh, no, I've seen Edge oh, you've of 17. Seen Edge, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now Edge is a wonderful throwback again, but it's just a little bit kind of angsty on the angst dial, Yeah, but it's still great and funny and all that, right? Yeah. But it's just a little darker. This isn't dark at all. It's, it's ex- it feels exactly like Edge, Yeah, but but it's just straight comedy or straight human Dramedy. Dramedy, yeah. yeah. So there's no reason why I wouldn't like it. No, it's, no it's right down my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, I loved Edge of Seven. And did you like that film? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, it's I not just, my top ten, but yeah. I, sure. Yeah. I've always had a thing, you know me, I'm coming of age, it's my bloody thing. I love yeah. it. You know, always love have. It. Yes. Since Stand By Me and all that. So, yeah, and these two films are exactly that. They're coming of age films and, and Love, Simon. I just liked how it tackled, you know, an issue that's probably not that relevant you know today as far as controversial but it's certainly uh very relevant you know it happens yeah. every day so yeah it was it was great Loved all right it. all right i'll watch it tonight when <laughs> <I go home. laughs> do you want to know mine uh number six yeah what do you got upgrade 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 <laughs> um well can i can i jump in here yeah of course we're gonna do a, a double meat sandwich I, I don't know what that means but my number five <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> after forest fart before you're mentioning slicing off yeah. pieces of human flesh and now by the way my dog's name is uh forest um <laughs> as in forest gump yeah so my number five is upgrade Good. Okay, so let's, let's double just, it. Let's just throw it out all on the smush table. Smush it. Can we smush? Well, I thought double meat sandwich, but I think smush is probably better. <laughs> I just feel it's a little bit less yeah. on, the on the nose. Nose, <laughs> like your dog. Oh. <laughs> so, what do we know about this little five million dollar Australian film? Directed by Lee Wanell. 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 I say Wanell. Yeah. Yeah. Wanell. One half of the writer director of Saw. Yeah, the and other half first is. degree of separation from the director of Aquaman. <laughs> yes, so James Wan also co-wrote and directed Saw. He went on to do Fast and Aquaman. Yep. And Lee Wanell is also an actor, so he's done quite a lot of acting as yep. well. But he's uh, written quite a bit and he's directed a little bit as well, mainly Australian films. <clears throat> but what's interesting about this film for me is it was a, a Screen Victoria uh, or Victoria Film uh, financed, yes. as well as um, picked up by Blumhouse. Yes. Uh, so I'm sure they put a little bit of money in, in the well, game. Yeah, yeah. But it's a $5 million film only. Mm. A high concept $5 million uh, film. Great, yeah. Very high concept. High, a $5 million sci-fi film, right? Yeah. Little Aussie engine that could. Man, this film looks amazing. Amazing. Like it looks like a... Like I'm, I'm not blowing this out, man. It looks like a $50 million film. Yeah. Or, or more. Yeah. You know. No, they did, they did what they needed to do and, and kept their locations down to a, a pretty yeah, much a minimum. A lot of that. indoors, you know, that sort of stuff. And gave yeah. it a real dark, grungy look, which yeah. I think helps. Yeah. Um, with their DOP. But, Im- uh, imagine like a John Wick. It has a bit of a John Wick flavor to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It meets a Total Recall or something like that, you know. It also helps when you cast Tom Hardy. I mean, sorry. <laughs> 
Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> Man, he does look like Tom Hardy. <laughs> but can I tell you, he looks great in the part, but yeah. he really makes this movie his own. Yes. Like, Logan Marshall Green is unreal. I, I just loved every scene he's in. He chewed it up yep. and spat it out. And mm. a real challenging movie so no you, you need when you have five million you need to rely on your main actor being strong yeah and he, he was that guy he was extremely strong and it's also got a lot of aussies in it as well like just playing americans of course but um there are a lot of australian um actors in there like you know abby Graydon and oh, sorry not abby i'm thinking of um melanie i think your name is yeah yeah, Valigio. Um they need the work so uh yeah they do it for cheap yeah <laughs> um she yeah so the the thing with this movie from a character piece is he has a, a basically a computer chip in his brain let's just call it um, uh, in his spine in his spine yeah. yeah and it's controlling his um his physical side because he's a quadriplegic and um so he actually has to have this two dimensional thing going on with his body and his and he's acting. So his face is doing one thing and his body is doing another which is what yeah. the CPU is doing, right? Which is funny because if you think about Venom Mm. Venom has a similar challenge, it does, but not as much as this because there's nothing covering your face or your actions. Like there's no animation necessarily mm. that goes CGI, with it. Yeah. You're doing everything. Like when you're fighting, as he does in a house, mm. uh, when the AI takes over, yeah, <laughs> he's fighting with his body, but his face looks like what the hell's he's happening? Not, yeah, he's not doing it. It's so well done. It's so good. Yeah, I recommend this to anyone who likes sci- their sci-fi thick. Yep. And, you know, futuristic stuff, bit of martial arts in there, bit, bit of action. Arts, yeah. Um, yeah, if you like any of that stuff. It's, but, you know, don't think, you know, um, massive kind of uh, Avatar special effects and that. No, it's, no, it's, no. it's definitely more a simple, um, you know, um, insular, intimate look I, at it. I heard, uh, or I read a, f- a few things about um, people were trying to get um, Lee Wanell to do... Um, like a, a new Robocop reboot. Okay. Forget the last reboot that just happened. Put yeah. it back in Detroit in a really dirty, grungy Detroit and let him do it for a cheap amount of money again. See, that excites me. That's right, yeah. doesn't it? Because yeah. it, it, that talks to this movie a bit. I don't know. know why he would do that because it's too close to... Oh, I would, yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. him, I probably wouldn't do it but, either. But, but imagine that. That would yeah. be a great yeah. chance for him to do something on Actually, Robocop's scale. a very, very good comp. Yeah. Com- um, to this film upgrade yeah yeah definitely very good comp um, anyway I loved I loved everything about it and, and I even think um, I think you were saying that oh, sorry you were saying it with uh, Tony and Richard I think one of you said that the ending was just a little bit you know but other than that it was great yeah but I had no problem with the ending at all not one little bit oh right yeah, yeah. I, I, from from yeah memory I had like the ending was just a bit weak hmm. I thought but that's fine. If you liked it, great. Yeah, like it, I, all I the better. No um, but uh, all, all I wanted from that film, because uh, it was part of the Sydney Film Festival, yeah. and all I wanted from that film was to walk in and have a couple of moments where I could just go, yes, <laughs> yes, you know, and they delivered. There, there were two, maybe three moments where yeah, that yeah. happened. And yeah. uh, you see it. And in fact, like I saw it, I watched that ad, the trailer, over and over and over again. I don't usually do that, mm. but I'll watch that trailer over and over again because it's not since the late 80s, early 90s where I've watched trailers over and over again because <laughs> I love them. Yeah, high concept stuff. Yeah. And this was great. And the scene in the trailer where he's laying on the ground and he's like, Greg, can I take over, basically? Mm. And 
he sort of stands upright, but without like a normal human, he stands like a board, like mm. a stiff board. He just sort of goes from laying down to standing upright. And the camera laying on the side comes up with him. Yeah. And that shot, then into a fight sequence, is where I just went, oh, yes! Yeah. And I wanted to talk about the camera angles in this movie. They yeah. do some really um, unique camera angles, which I loved. Yeah, we've seen some of this stuff before, but just it just worked with this film, given the given the setup of the, you know, the um, AI in, in Gary. Yeah. Is it Gary? Yeah, in Gary's head. Gray. Um, gray. Isn't it? Grant, is it? Gray. Gray, sorry, gray. Yeah, so, uh, and some amazing camera angles and just weird. And I thought, the, you know, the, if I had to really pick, the villain was A, pretty predictable, yeah. and B, he was okay. He was okay, yeah. He was okay. He wasn't the best. He didn't, chew, he didn't really chew it up, you know, but he was fine. He was fine. Yes. Know. Yeah, exactly. If I really fine. had to pick. If you had to pick, yeah. yeah. For five million, you don't pick so much. No. And the thing is about this film is it only did 11 million in, um, in America, which I guess it doubled its budget. But it just feels like I should have done 40 million or something. Yeah. You know? It's missed. It's, it's yeah. a missed. It's a gem. This is, a, this is, your, this is your 2018 yeah, diamond gem. in the rough. 100% agree. Uh, so take it from us uh, <laughs> while the... The storm's really hit While we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get upgrade. It's on, uh, well, certainly in Australia, it's on um, home entertainment now. Yeah. Um, so if you can get your hands on it, do it. Do it on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, in that sort of 20 to 30 year old, do yeah. it with some mates. Yeah. Oh my God. It's you, awesome, man. Yeah, you've got yeah. something really great ahead of you. Watch it if you liked um, uh, Robocop and John Wick. I reckon they're good comps. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. And I've done my number five. So back straight back to you. Oh, I like it. You know what? This could work out for me because I think this one might also be something similar. Ooh. Ready? Yeah. I'm just going to get my little uh, ukulele here. <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Man, what a film. What, what a film. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't tell you, I walked into this film with high expectations, like extremely, yeah, extremely high, high yeah. especially after Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, yeah. same director as Rogue Nation. Obviously, the trailer was you know, out of this world. Um, yeah, had massive expectations, but it delivered for me on all fronts. Yes, uh, I also enjoyed this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is actually the only film... No, I lie. There are two films on my list that I've seen at the movies twice. Right. This is one of them. Yeah, I saw this twice as well. Yeah. And uh, obviously higher up my list, I've seen something else. But uh, this is something I saw twice. I had to. I, I mean, I, I don't know why I would go and see a Mission Impossible film twice. It just seems ridiculous after Tom Cruise does you know, all of these Jack Reacher films. Yeah. Which, you know, they're okay. Yeah, they're not great, but they're okay. They they're great for streaming. Love yeah. love watching it again on that. Um, you know, is any of this as good as Night and Day? No. Oh, 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 I don't know about that. <laughs> Go back and watch Night and Day. Uh, yeah, if I had don't... to pick one Tom Cruise film that was better than Mission Impossible Fallout, it it's wouldn't have been Night and Day. It's definitely Night and Day. It's not um, Night and Day. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, don't get us started. I know. I love the movie. So anyway, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, he, he's solid as he always is. 
and um, you know he goes through some personal sacrifice per, uh, physically <laughs> yeah. in this and movie, and we get to see it, and you get to see it. So, uh, like he did everything he could in that movie. It's yeah, wonderfully directed, and um, yeah, I have, I have a feeling, I have a strong feeling, um, knowing you, that uh, we might be talking about this again. Maybe oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll move on. What's uh, what are you up to? New number, number four. Five? four. I'm up to number four. My number four film of the year is an absolute sleeper. <laughs> um, that came out of nowhere. I'm sure when we were talking about our best, um, what to look forward to in 2018, we probably pretty much would have brushed over this film. Yeah. But it was a mega hit, and um, and you know, I just loved everything about this film. A Quiet Place. It was your number ten. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, my number ten. Yeah, yeah number ten. Yeah. yeah, man. Now, what's interesting about this is I actually did not see this film at the cinemas, and I could is that right? kick myself. Because after I saw it, for whatever reason, they yeah. do escape you occasionally. Yeah. For whatever reason, I watched it like after. I'm like going, I was almost crying watching, <laughs> going, oh, I want to go back to the movies and watch this. Because the way, as everyone knows, the way they do the sound in this movie is like the is a character in itself. Yeah. And it's original. It's fresh. Uh, and again, it's a little engine. The court. It's a. I, I'm not sure of the budget on this one, but I don't think it's a lot. It's probably we can have a quick look at yeah. that while we're here. But. What? There's a the husband and wife team. Yeah, so John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. And, you know, what a, what a coup to get Emily Blunt in this movie because she was outstanding, you know what I mean? Do you think that was hard, though, when the director is your husband? Well, she actually, ref- you know, she didn't really take it on until, the, you know, later on in the uh, project, but... Yeah. I don't think he wanted to ask her either, probably. Like, I'm just yeah. saying it's your wife. Like yeah, you yeah. turn around and go, Hey honey, yeah. um, making a movie. <laughs> really want it to be good. Yeah. Uh, it would help our finances together. Uh, <laughs> would you mind um, just you know joining me in this? So look, I'm just having a look here and okay, it's exactly where I thought it was. It's seventeen million dollar not exactly. Seventeen million dollar budget, right? Yeah. And so it's a small film. Small in film for American standards, yeah. Exactly. And it ended up doing um, $188 million in yeah. domestic US. It's right? another high concept. Yep. Yeah. And just worked, right? Yeah. Anyway, what, my point there, though, what I really was surprised about in this film was in this particular film they show you the aliens and they show them quite well and quite detailed, quite a lot. And we've seen aliens in, you know, 200 other films, right? Yeah. And I really liked how original these aliens were, or monsters, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, and also how good they looked for $17 million. You know, I was really impressed by that, you know, it actually really impressed me. And But strip that away, like anything M. Night Shyamalan did, like Signs or something or Village, you actually Village, still, yeah. you don't really have to see the aliens anyway. This this movie could have been still brilliant without seeing them, but it was kind of an added bonus, like, oh, wow, yeah. I've, I've seen the alien and it looks mad. Well, like you said, the the... In a way, the alien was the sound. Yeah, was how they played with that. <laughs> yeah, um, and you didn't. Yeah, you didn't necessarily need to see it visually because yeah, it was great when you you did see them. But <laughs> and as far as intense films, this would definitely have to be up there as one of the most intense films you'll you'll ever see. Yes. Yeah, you really just you know white knuckle grip. Now there are lots of um, sort of what ifs. In a movie like this, sure, you know, sure. and I feel that you just need, like, with a film like this, you need to let some things go. Hmm. Oh, do. yeah, of course. You know, um, yeah, what if they did this th- rather than that and things yeah, like that? Or, yeah. you know, what about the sounds, basically? The, a lot of people that I've read are, are, have not been okay with the childbirth and yeah. things like that and not making sounds or, yeah. or 
uh, you know, like your dog did, and let loose a little bit. Yeah. Um, weapons, yeah, do they hold it in all the time, or do they... Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, you're just, thinking about it too much. Oh, you're too literal. <laughs> like, just, you know, this is a movie. It's escapism. Yeah. Just put yourself into this world for the hour and a half that they're giving you and enjoy it for yeah. what it is. Yeah. And all they needed was a, you know, oh, I don't want to ruin it, actually. I was about, uh, to, I was about to ruin it <laughs> in case someone hasn't seen it. Well, anyway, John is busy writing A Quiet Place 2 as we speak, which is A, very cool and very fun and very good. Yeah. But B, I can't help but feel that, you know, he would definitely be... Being, be, being pushed by Paramount a little bit, you know. And it's hard for him as well because yeah. he's uh, obviously just coming off the back of uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, you yeah. Know, big TV show for him. Um, yeah. So he's doing all the acting. and. Oh, it's great. It's awesome for him. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he directed the hell out of this film. You know? Yes. I loved it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, well, where they can go in, in, in number two uh, will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, now I can't help but think they'll go bigger and, I won't say better, but bigger yeah, and, yeah. and um, increase the landscape which is, will be interesting. Yes. But every time they've done that in a movie, they fuck it up. It's because it it's that intimacy that, that we love, right? Yeah. And, um, the only movie I can think of top of my head was John Wick 2 where they do expand the universe and you're still like, oh, I still want to see more, you know? Yeah. But you look at like a, you know, let's do Alien vs. Predator yeah. and expand the universe. Oh, like shoot me in the head. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Anyway, so yeah, Quiet Place number four. Mm. Loved it, loved it, loved it. All right. My number four was a, a movie which I know you haven't seen. Uh, it's called The Rider. Yes. Yes, yes I know it. Um, yep. And as soon as I saw it, I texted you saying, oh, yeah, man, this I is... Remember. Yeah, this is so good. And uh, I think a lot of people will probably not go near the film for two reasons. One, um, because it is um, <laughs> an art house style of film. And if you watch a trailer, it does come across that way. You're not sure. Oh, is this a doco? Hmm. Sometimes you have that question. Um, so it's it's not the, like a big commercial film. Again, I don't know what the um, the what they spent on this movie, but it kind of it wasn't a whole lot. I'll look it up later. Um, I don't know how to use IMDb, so I don't know <laughs> where to look up these things. Um, but then you've got uh, Chloe Zhao. Um, she's the director. Okay. She was doing a, another film and came across this family that, you know, she found their story really interesting. So she asked them to be in the movie. Sorry, it's based on a true story? So it's based around a true story, yeah. Um, like a lot of these things, is, you know, <laughs> loosely. Uh, but because it's their story, she got them to actually be the main actors in it. Right. Um, Which really... Brings it like it's very real as a result. Yeah, which is yeah. why I was saying it kind of comes across sometimes as a doco style because they're not actually not that bad actors, mm. but you know, not the best. They're not giving us a budget, just so you know, Sean. Yeah, but you don't even notice that. The film, for the second reason why you wouldn't watch it, is because sometimes it comes uh, you, the rider. Mm. The first thing that comes to mind is the horse film. Yeah, and a lot of people don't get into those style of films. And what I loved about this movie is that it's not about the horses. The horses are a way for them, this family, to generate money. That's all it is. And yes, there's a relationship sort of thing with a horse, but it's not a focal point. The yep. focal point is the human drama of this family and the, the, the struggles and, that yeah. they go through yeah. with injuries hmm. and things like that. And friends that have been through injuries because it, it centers around um, like bucking broncos or bull riding as well. And, you know, injuries come thick and fast in those things, especially yeah. in the, the sort of smaller amateur arenas. So you've got this famous rider 
in his local area. Which especially. we could have actually witnessed <laughs> in Mudgee. Yeah. You've got this local rider who, who is famous. Everyone knows him. And, uh, you know, you just follow his story, basically, from coming back from injury. And anyone who's a motorcyclist uh, has, who has come off their motorcycle and, and thinks, am I going to get back on or not? And that, mm. that's a lot of people. Mm. This is, this is that. This is that exact story, yeah. but just around the horse. Reminds me of like, um, like Stronger. You know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, Boston I'm, Bombing. Yeah, it was yeah. different. But it was about his, I guess, you know, coming to terms with that and then, you know, overcoming the odds and, you know, all that jazz. So yeah. Probably a more commercial version of Rider. Well, well that's know. when you said overcoming the odds, there's your commercial. Yeah, commercial and, yeah. and, and this film is not that. Okay. And, and at times it could be hard. Yeah, cool. Um, but it's a it's a real story. Like, it's true. And, 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 and I'm saying it's a true story completely. I'm just saying that it, it comes across as raw and true. Yeah. And that's why I, I really fell into it. Um, who, I mean, who can you recommend it to? I'd love, I'd obviously love you to watch it, but I wouldn't be upset if you didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that I would be telling loads of people like Tony, um, you know, who was on the, the phone, he's the type of guy that I would expect to watch it. I don't think he actually would like it, but I think that he, he would be attracted to a story like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, uh, expect this film to... You know, do a little bit in the awards season as it yeah, has been. That won't surprise me. But I don't think it's going to be winning Take major awards. Big, yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it deserves recognition. Okay. Uh, and and I'm very excited to see where this director um, goes. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon it'll be in one of the um, nine or ten films in a best picture. I think it might snag a nom. Yeah, it, that's what it deserves. Yeah. Probably no more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it might come ninth or tenth. But yep. that's yeah, happy. That's fine. Yeah. Cool, man. That's good to have a fresh original film in there like that. Uh, now I'm going out to franchise territory again. Uh, so, yeah, my number three is Mission Impossible Fallout, which we have talked oh, about. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my number three. Look, as I've talked about, uh, I think visually this movie is amazing. The stunt work that they do is great. Uh, you know, the story is... Yeah, the same old story, but it's still cool. It's fun, and uh, yeah, I love everything about this movie, uh, and it's an easy, easy rewatch for me. And as we spoke about on the podcast, you look at um, you look at Mission Impossible three, four, five, and six now because it's MI six. Those four movies, and even chuck in MI one, <laughs> uh, which is a little bit older now. But uh, what a great, what a great franchise. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, what about Chris McQuarrie? Yeah. I'm excited by him, everything he does. What has he done before? He did... Uh, the reason why him and Tom got together was with the first Jack Reacher. Oh. He, but Chris, Chris McQuarrie's origins are a writer, actually. He's written... Like, I'll show you what he's written. Like, he's been around, right? Yeah. And um, so that he's just been directing recently, more more of the last 10 years. But... Um, that comes across in this, doesn't it, now that mm. you've said that, because it's a strongly written story, yeah. which is why it's so good. Yes, and he's um, he's literally filming and writing Top Gun Maverick at the moment with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he, he this will be their fourth film together in the matter of like six years, seven years or whatever. So, um, so he wrote the screenplay of Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just Valkyrie. I'm going uh. back here. Um, I watched Valkyrie again just a couple of months ago. Usual yeah. Suspects. He wrote Usual Suspects. Yeah, he wrote. 
Top Gun 2. Yeah. Kaiser Sose is going to have his own plane. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, this is all good news. Everything about that film. Yeah. Um, from beginning to now. <laughs> no, and the way they're going, they could conceivably do another three of these, which would make seven, eight, nine, or four to ten. It's quite easy if they just keep doing the films that they're doing, you know. Um, smart, look good, fun, entertaining. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You Did know? you do Night and Day as well? <laughs> It seems like he would have. This is the type of film. I don't think he did, man. Uh, you can look that up. Yeah. Um, What's your number three? Number three. Oh, okay. Ooh, we have some theatrics. I'm going to let the old wisdom. I'm going to let the old Get that away from me. I don't know the words because I've listened to it once at, at the movies. Um, <laughs> so he's holding a picture of Sam Elliott who's doing the turnaround after Bradley Cooper has told him, oh, I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> Move that thing away from me. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're talking about uh, A Star Is Born. A Star Is Born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, I mean, uh, is that, you know, yeah, I... um. In, well, you've I can't seen talk. Once, I can't talk right? about it. <laughs> you've only seen it once, though, yeah. So I've seen it once. Uh, I'll tell you. Look, can I tell you my personal story, sure. my my journey, which will hopefully finish uh, at a second viewing. Yeah. My personal uh, thing is, I, I saw the movie. I had a load of um, tears <laughs> throughout. Uh, a lot of those reach back to my uh, years of never really making it as a baseball player. You know, it's it's yeah. something that's always been there. Um, so so that comparison was always going throughout um but then you add in a more country sort of theme like yeah, you know he's a rock star <laughs> but he's kind of country yeah uh, and i love that about yeah. it then you add sam elliott in there yeah and here we are um so I'm, I'm very upset about that and i thought because i felt so upset it's not often you know i'm nearing 40 it's not often that you start to feel that way again yeah. Like you feel any sort of really real happiness, like ecstatic, uncontrollable after or, you know, tears. You're just dead inside. The highs and lows. Yeah, I'm somewhere <laughs> in the middle, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. So when this film made me feel something again, I said, <clears throat> I need to somehow capture this. And the only way I could think about doing it was block, because I don't listen to much radio. So blocking it off from any radio, not listening to the radio, not listening to any of the songs. Yeah. So I could have that feeling fresh for a second watch. A second watch, yeah. And I was hoping that that second watch would have come earlier than, has, than now. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm going to have to wait until home entertainment. Which is fine because you'll be in your own private home and you can just really let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A few drinks and uh, yeah. a few scotches. You'll be like, right. But that, um, that, that's why this film is sitting at three for me because, um, yeah, it really touched on, on, on yeah. personal... Aspects in life. So, um, there we go. What's your number, what's your number two? <laughs> yeah, number two. Wow, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> uh, my number two was, I think, my number one halfway through the year, and that was um, Avengers Infinity War. And, uh, yeah, so, look, you know, we've, we've exhausted this. Well, I've exhausted this a little bit, but um, what I loved about this film is just how ambitious it was. And for me, for the most part, they succeeded. Yeah. And it was an extremely entertaining ride that um, that we know and love. 
Yeah, well, we did a review on that. You can go back and listen to it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm stepping on someone's toes here, but anyway. Uh, we'll number two <laughs> for me. Number yes. two, I've got Black Klansman. Yes. Yeah. Right. I watched that uh, fairly recently, which is good. It was one of those ones I was trying to catch up on, you know. And mm. I just, I, I've never been a huge Spike Lee fan. Yeah. So this one took me by surprise. Um, I, I can take or leave him, but when he's on, he's really on. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, John David Washington, yeah, who plays you know, Ron Starwalf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's great. Oh, well, very quickly, he, you're back in the sort of 70s, 70s and yeah. you've got a, um, the first black police officer in this particular uh, precinct. And he, he, he works his way into, you know, the detective squad, basically. That's, that's the premise of where he wants to be. Mm. And then while he's there, he's thinking of ideas of what he could do. And one day he just sees an ad for the Ku Klux Klan and decides to make a phone call. Yeah. And he ends up getting right into the sort of local community of, um, of that. But, you know, they invite him to, to, to come and chat about joining, he obviously can't go there because Why he's that? black. The Ku Klux Klan, if you don't know about the KKK, are a white power group, probably the most prominent white power group um, in, in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, so he calls, and especially in the 70s, they were, they were huge. So he calls these guys up. He can't go to the meeting. So he gets one of the other detectives who, you know, is Jewish. Uh, and the Played KKK by Adam Driver. By Adam Driver. The KKK tend not to like anyone who's not that white, airy, and pure blood. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, no mud bloods allowed. Yeah, no Jews. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, it, it's a hilarious setup right from there, and that's where the film takes off, and it's the journey from there on, and what happens, and so forth. What is extra gripping about this is it's based around a true story. Hmm. And I know that you know in Spike Lee's hands, he had a bit of fun with it. And yeah. And all that sort of stuff. But he didn't, because I think what I was maybe expecting is he might come into a bit of white bashing, mm. a little bit, mm. you know. And uh, as white people today, white bash, you know, is, yeah. is kind of where we are. But he tre- I, th- I felt he tread that line beautifully. Yeah, I agree. But especially Whereas in Soderbergh would have probably, Soderbergh would have pushed the comedy a little bit more. But what happens yeah. in this movie is that you're laughing out loud one minute and next minute you're like, you know, like, wow, you know, you're kind of held back and there's this, you know, racism right in front of you. Yeah. And he, he did that very, very well. Yes. He handled that very, very well. And at the same time, though, they intercut it with footage uh, from, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and also from only a couple of years ago um, with all of the uh, marches and riots around Charlottesville. So yes. you, you do get a feeling of where America was and, ne- you know, not necessarily where they've gotten to, no, if you know well, what I mean? It's, I think that's his point, right? It's kind of the point, yeah. 30, 40 years on and we're still fucking no different. Yeah. And I, I actually became emotional because what Sean's talking about happens in the credits, um, during the credits, yeah, or just before the credits, you know. Um, and yeah, it was actually really quite disturbing. And 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 well, and I'll, I'm going to say this part, and it, it's not spoilers, but it is a, an overarching um, theme throughout, mm. which which is why the credits are so I think disturbing. Is uh, you know they they talk to David Duke uh, in the mm. film, which is great because he is the head of the KKK. He's the big and kahuna. Toe for Grace's best term. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yes. He was very very good in this. And I've, I've had mixed feelings about Toe for Grace. Same. 
But he was great. So he was so good in this. And uh, anyhow, it's, it's hilarious that, you know, you've got a black police, black police officer on the phone talking to the head of the KKK. Yeah. Um, but it, it's about, you know, what the KKK were planning from, from there. And, you know, um, they don't really go through it in this film as such. They just talk about it every so often, which is, you know, this whole local stuff is, is not the deal. What yeah. we really want is to get people into Congress, to get people into the top position. Hmm. And then you play all the stuff in the credits, uh, which, you know, we're not going to go political and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, uh, I think everyone knows Trump, uh, during the Charlottesville um, marches and stuff like that, would never actually say that, you know, the Nazis were bad and yeah. <laughs> the white supremacists were bad, and he was just talking about how there are bad people on both sides and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it definitely raises a lot of... You know, topical debates and yes. conversation. and So it's, it's great because rather than doing a documentary, mm. you've got this really entertaining movie. Yeah, which is quite light. Not not the subject matter, but the humour is quite light and yes. amusing, you know, all the way through because of the situation, right? Yeah. But he, he was all – they were all great. All the actors were great. But, um, yeah, the only thing for me – it's actually not in my top ten, but it's, it was it's very close. Yeah. Um, and just because I just thought there was – it was just a little bit slow, but I—I I mean, that's that's Spike Lee too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know that. I mean, I've sat through four hours of Malcolm X, so, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it was still nonetheless intriguing or brilliant. And, and you yeah. know, I love conversation starters. I, mm. I like it when it's real world events, and you can yeah. um, take this and then start talking about it. And that's what I think this film could do for mm. for people: is just go, well, how far have we come? And that's the question: well, how far have question, we come? Yeah. Um, well, and you know what. I think what he, the answer is, is, and what he was trying to say, is on the surface, we, we seemingly have come a long way. Yeah. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you don't have to dig too deep. Yeah, we, too deep. We, we haven't. Yeah. I think that's what he was trying to say, you know, yeah. no, which is I, really... I don't know if he was trying to say I think he said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty loud, actually. He said it, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty... It's not <laughs> embarrassing is the wrong word to us, but it's, it's yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. No, it's just, you know... Anyway. <laughs> Look, if you... Yeah, so if you like that kind of... Um, uh, well, certainly if you like Spike Lee, you should definitely watch it. But it's it's kind of a satire, you know, kind of, isn't it? Like humorous yeah. and but it's got a lot of political undertones and racial undertones. Yes. Um, well, I wouldn't say the racial undertones. <laughs> Overtones, <laughs> it's maybe. It's just there. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, but you just treat it as, as you, I guess, imagine it would have been back back when. Yeah, I like even when... Um, when Adam Driver's character, um, the Jew, let's just yeah. call him the Jew, when they when KKK started to really challenge him on that, and prior to him going undercover, he hadn't really thought too much about his background or religion or, or whatever his yeah. beliefs, and then all of a sudden he's like, going, "Oh, hang on, what do I think about me being a Jew?" And you know all that, yeah. you know, it was, yeah, it was very, it was very good, and I think that's a movie that would get better the more you watch it and give you more I think yes but it's, but I just got to say to everyone because we are raving about it here yeah but it's not an easy watch yeah so you need to be prepared for that yeah it's not your top commercial no flick no no <laughs> but it's, it's also not left of field no, it's just no. it's just somewhere around there <laughs> it's, uh, ask a lot of questions of us really yeah cool nice one man I'm glad you got that am I up to my number one number one Wow, my my number one was easy this year. I know it's a bit, um, I'm gonna say cliche, but I don't care um, because for my top ten is all about. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. What moves you in cinema? If I how how am I affected while watching that film? Yeah, and that's what's important to me. Otherwise, yeah. 
you know, why am I going? I'm just going to see sure. a visual aid or whatever. You know, I need something to punch me in the gut. Can I guess what it is? Sure. Mary Poppins. Yes. <laughs> no, it's actually uh, close. It's actually... Um, it was the cameo of Dick Van Dyke that got you. Yeah, oh yeah, it did actually. It brought me back in. Yeah, it did. It brought me back in. No, no, my number one film in this year, without question, is yeah. Skyscraper. Because <laughs> you worked out the math of how he got from the skyscraper yeah. to the building. There was an algorithm with, with a tin leg. I lent uh, over to you during oh Aquaman. Yeah. If you remember, and I've, yeah. gone, I've worked it out, man. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> I've worked out how in Skyscraper they got across from there. He's actually Atlant- an Atlantean. Yeah. <laughs> no, my number one is A Star is Born. Yes. Now, I, you know, everyone knows that leading into this movie, I was really hanging for it. So my oh. expectations are high. Oh. I don't know. I don't know the words. And uh, this gave me everything I wanted and more and emotionally really affected me. And, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I know critics are like, yeah, whatever. You know, we're not, they actually do like the film. But yeah. I just know because the movie's so big, it's probably a little bit on the nose now. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. It's so popular. Films risk look at Titanic. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But I don't care about any of that stuff because uh, the fact of the matter is, it moved me. I saw it twice. It moved me again. Yeah. And it's a hard film to watch because of the turns it takes. But um, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, performances of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, yeah. directed by Bradley Cooper. Like everything about this movie is excellent. And the fourth iteration for crying out loud. Yes. Like it's you know And you feel that like they should be in for some awards somewhere. Yeah. In in some category. You know, whether that's directing, you know Yeah, look he's got a chance for directing, but I think um I think Roma might have that one. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um yeah, but it's certainly the stars have got acting potentials. Um, it could win Best Picture. I just think it's too popular for that now, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it should jag one or two here or there, hopefully. Yeah, song, def- uh, you'd hope one of the songs yeah. will get there. Yeah. But this is a movie that I will go back and watch, like, again and again, yeah. you know. Like, it's just such a great film, you know, and it, it moved me a lot. Yeah. I think I'll be buying this on Blu-ray when it comes yeah. out so I can... Not many movies get me upset just by an image. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or talking about it. (laughs) Nothing really. Like I I might muck around. Yeah. But. I was in my car on the way home from watching it. (laughs) Like trying to find the perfect song to keep that mood going. And uh, and I couldn't. So I just turned it off and cried. Yeah. yeah, Uh, Went to sleep. Got up the next morning and thought, wow, I love the soundtrack. This is before I came up with the, I'm not going to listen to the songs. I'll, let me go onto iTunes and listen to the preview of the three songs I remembered and look for them, you know, um, because I think this is a perfect record, you know, LP, one yeah. I can put down, listen to it spin, you know, just that sort of thing. And I got through like the, the first um, uh, shallows, you know, yeah. doom, doom, doom. And I, was like, <laughs> I like broke, yep. broke, not yep. down, not broke down, I just broke. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and my, it, my wife walks in, she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, Anyway, look, look, it's it's probably not for everyone. If you don't like emotional stuff, this isn't for you. Uh, Unfortunately, they've thrashed Shallows, you know, Mm. so that's probably taken that hit um, back a little bit. However, there's still some great, yeah, not for you, there's still some great songs that are untouched in that movie, and that's what I love, you know. Yeah. Um, And Sam Elliott. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think, as you said, you're like the, the third. As I would rank it, the third is your favourite. Um, yeah, um, the the big finale. 
as it yes, would be. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> is your favourite? That. Yeah. Yes, that's my number one, man. It was, uh, it was, it was a fairly easy number one for me. Um, it was the one movie that really stood out for me this year. Yeah, and man. really affected me. And uh, I, I will also say that for my number one, it was also the easiest pick. Yeah, right. Uh, I could have because <clears throat> I think of um, the gravity of this movie like the huge amount of characters scale and story and everything that has to go into this to make something work and then not just work really but bring work. me back for a second time yeah one of the best bad guys this year if not in top Any 10 year? of all time yeah for me maybe yeah. top 10 of all time i'd have to you know think about that a little bit but what are we thinking, peeps? Do we know what it is <laughs> by now? <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. I, uh, I've now watched it over 10 times. Um, and each time. Oh, the, the, the whole film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Like Easily. on home end. Oh, yeah. Blu ray bought it for day one. Yeah, wow. And uh, my, so my wow, children have now, like, they've got the bug. So they've watched it three times in the last week. The whole you know, movie. Yeah, the whole movie. Wow. And you know, as a child, you, you tend to grip onto something and you'll, you'll do it until yeah, it's yeah. dead and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this is the thing that they're into right now. Um, what a way to be introduced into Marvel. <laughs> oh, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so are they interested to go back and watch you know, Iron Man or whatever? Or? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, I don't think it occurs to them that there's films before Origin stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also a lot of them um, were... A little bit darker. I noticed it's kind of yeah. dark in terms of what he says, but they don't get what he's talking about. Yeah. So they just kind of get the the world, you know, the the scale, like you yeah, said, of the of, colors, of the colors of it all, and how many people are in there. Yeah. How many characters they have to bring into it? Twenty-four superheroes. Or yeah. Something? I mean, you're meshing, um, you know, the storylines of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, and keeping that comedy together uh, and going off, and then you're going into like this dark world of. Iron Man and Spider-Man and what's happening in their instance. Yeah. And then you're following the journey of Thanos um, and, uh, you know, his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, you know what the good news is? We've only got five months to wait until the fourth entry. Until the fourth entry. How good's that? And there's a Captain Marvel before that. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, correct. Right, yeah. and that, so that will Captain tie Marvel in. Marvel's like March, and then this is May or something. Yeah, so so even though we've got five months, no, Cap Captain Marvel to me is kind of like the, if this is one, this is the 1A to that, or 1B yeah, yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it's something that we need to understand to get us to the next Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, we're very spoiled, aren't we, really? Completely. And I know a lot of people are Marvel, but fuck that. I mean, they're just... Such entertaining films. Yep. They really are. My mother went to see this with me. Mm. Yeah, right. I mean, she hadn't <laughs> seen any of the other films yeah, beforehand, wow. and she came out going, that was pretty good. <laughs> like, imagine all of the storylines that she has no idea about, know, right? and she's walked into this, Fresh. and she thought it was pretty good. If she had understood any of those lines... Because all the humour is based on what we know before, yeah, for the most part. For a lot of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I... I can't speak more highly of this, and uh, I had a tear the first time um, we learnt about like sort of what happens at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil it because you know if you've seen it, you've seen it. You know if you haven't, I don't want to spoil it for those yeah, people because yeah, yeah, they're gonna watch it. But I, I did. There were there it's a were, bit of a sixth sense thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, 
So obviously there are lots of questions about what, go, what happens from here. Um, and I'm glad that, um, you know, we've got Captain Marvel and then we've got two films coming up in the next five months that are going to yeah. answer a lot of those. Uh, we also had, um, in fact, Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. that came out after that, which yeah. actually gave which, you a little bit of an insight. Yeah. And also a great sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a really fun, fun sequel. Like you can't pick it at all yeah. really. But the question the whole time through Infinity War is where's Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this answers that, which yeah. is which is lovely uh, in a light, funny way. <laughs> uh, so there it is, folks. Uh, yeah, Avengers Infinity 10, War, twenty eighteen. Well, we had quite a few of the same, but just in different orders. Different orders. Yeah, yeah. a couple of freshies in there. It's good. But we've got some honourables. Yes. That's uh, you know obviously a close, but no cigar, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, now. Would you like to just run through yours? Because I went through my um, haven't seen first. Um, okay. Or no, do you want me to go first? <laughs> no, no. I should have flipped coins before. Remember, I was doing, I was to- um, tossing up between my number ten right at the top of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm going to leave them there in case they're in your honourables. Okay. But if they're not, I'll repeat them. Right. All right. So my honourables that other than those two are uh, Den of Thieves. Yes. Yes. Jared Butler, the one Which I you recommended. made me watch. I made you watch, yeah. yeah. And I really resisted. You came kicking and screaming. Yeah, but great film. Like, yeah. it's just a fun, just a really good film for that genre. Yes. Um, next one is A House with a Clock in Its Walls. I haven't with, seen, yeah. Kate Blanchett, Jack Black, yeah. and uh, directed by Eli Roth. I just really liked it. I really liked it a lot. There was nothing I could pick it at all, so I just really enjoyed the film. It's funny, I'm just not really interested in seeing yeah. it, uh, but I have no doubt that it'll come across. Look, we've been down this road quite a few times, you know, admittedly, but I just really enjoyed the ride. Um, we talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp, that was definitely honourable for me. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool 2, uh, definitely honourable for me. Wasn't in my top ten, but just a great sequel nonetheless. Like, it was still a really good attempt, and, and uh but yeah, it wasn't fresh enough, I don't think, for me. Um, another one for me was Annihilation. So this was a Netflix uh, film with um, Natalie Portman yeah. and directed and written by I saw Alex it a couple of days ago. Garland. Yeah. So look, this would be in my top ten. The only reason why it's not because I really love it. It's a bit of a mind fuck. I know I love those kind of films. Yeah. The only re- reason why it's not is the pacing is really quite slow, and that puts me off a bit. You know, I still need to be engaged. Yeah. But the overall thing, and this is a better second watch because I have actually seen it twice, um, but that ending is just an absolute mind <laughs> F, right? It just is like, what? Yeah. But just the journey to get to that ending is just a little bit uh, on the slow side for me. But anyway, that's why it's not in my top ten, but I really love that film uh, and I think it will get better, just like an interstellar yeah. for me. Um, searching. Searching, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah searching is yeah. honourable for me. I, I really appreciated this film. And this is one that's all pretty much viewed from a laptop. There's no other scene in it. Yeah. It's quite incredible. Yeah, it's how other they... people FaceTiming in. Yeah. Or, it's incredible uh... how they engage you. You know, we've yeah. seen things like that in Unfriended and stuff like that, but th- this is really quite engaging. The only reason why this wasn't in my top 10, because I love originality, was just some of the scenes were just bordering on a little bit cheesy, yeah. a little bit telly movie. I mean, really picky. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why it's not in my top ten. Okay. Otherwise, I love the original. But it, but it's a it's it's a great home video watch. Oh man, it really is. I highly recommend. Yeah. Because you won't know about it. Just put it on. Yep. And you'll be rewarded. Yes. Uh, another one is Roma. So Roma. How do I talk about this film? Roma is a brilliant film. Yeah, don't don't ruin it because it's definitely on my list to watch, like tonight yeah, yeah. or tomorrow. No, no, that's fine. Roma is a brilliant film, and it's brilliantly directed and brilliantly acted um, as well, right? 
um, and it's got a, an amazing message in it and I was emotionally touched by the film. Did you cry? Like, was it a tear? Uh, was it that sort of thing? Um, it was pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty close. Okay. But but here's the thing. The reason why it's not in my top ten, because as a film, filmmaking, yeah. it's probably the best film of the year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in a lot of people's top tens yeah. for the Oscars. It's and, just yeah. so well made. And yeah. I love that director too, our, our friend but, um Alfonso. But, um, but do you know what? Again, pacing. Yeah. Pacing issues. I've got to be engaged. I, like I watched the whole thing, no problem, but it was just... You're in, you're in it for the long haul, you know. Yeah. So if you watch this film, whoever watches this film, you need to commit to the two hours and 20 minutes where pretty much nothing happens for about an hour. This is why I don't think you're like the writer. No, no, but I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. I, you just need to know that that's what it is uh, because it will help your expectations, right? Yeah. And this is the sort of filmmaker who will just capture something that's beautiful but nothing is actually really happening. Yeah. But that's life. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why you got to look at it, and that's what he wants. And yeah. I get it. I get all that. But the reason why it's not my top ten is I'll struggle to go back to this film again. Yeah. It's not something I'll choose to sit down and watch on a Saturday night. Um, and anyway, I highly recommend anyone watch it who's really into their directors, into their film, um, filming, um, or student, you know, student filmmakers, all that. Definitely watch this film. Okay. It's a, it's almost a masterpiece, but it's um. It's t- and he's tough. It's tough. Uh, my last one for my honourables is uh, Bird Box, a late entry. Yeah, I saw that as well, yeah. Yeah, so really, really loved it. I really, really loved it. But I kind of chose A Quiet Place over Bird Box, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, yeah. But I still really enjoy it. I've got nothing against the film at all. No, I, really I thought Bird Box it. had some really brilliant moments mm. uh, and then other times it was just a bit boring. Um, and that's sure. probably where pacing, <laughs> pacing issues. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, it was just a little bit boring at some parts. We you struggle with Roma, my friend. If you thought Bird Box was a little bit pacey, yeah, no. <laughs> but I expect, like, I expect for, when you have something that comes across as more of a commercial film, like, like Bird film. Box, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you expect it to to keep moving on yeah, yeah, and fair be enough. a bit more interesting. Fair um, when I go in to watch a black and white. Uh, film in another Some language film, yeah, yeah. I get that I'm probably not going to be um, moving too fast and have two boxes of popcorn ready <laughs> they're my they're my uh, honourables honourables okay okay my honourables Aquaman yes. how, how could I not in the last two weeks uh, since its release it's almost reached a billion dollars it's easily the most successful DC, DC yeah. uh, globally film, globally yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Uh, that's right, and you know, as we mentioned, um, Australian director. Yeah, and a, uh, a lot of Australian casts as well, and New Zealand casts. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tamira Morrison's in there. Yeah, Jake Demus. Jake uh, he's in there, and uh, he probably <laughs> hates that because every time. Oh, Nicole! Oh, no. Mate, How that's what made him. good is Nicole? Yeah, she's unreal. She's man. just she, she gets better. She's with the age. busiest person in Hollywood at the moment. Yeah, and I love that she's just taking risks. Yeah, and some of them aren't paying off commercially, but that does that's almost right. irrelevant. But that's what's making me appreciate her she's more. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, um, Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, I look. I'd like. I like to say I'd see it again at the cinema. Probably won't because there's more to see. Yeah. But uh, it's something that I'll definitely be watching on. Um, it's definitely um, a step in the right direction for DC. 
They went two yeah. steps forward with Wonder Woman, one, three steps back probably with Justice League, and probably one step forward with, with Aquaman. So yeah. it's definitely in the right direction. We've got Shazam coming up. Yeah, Shazam. That looks like fun, but yeah. whether it will be a two steps forward, I'm not sure. Then we have a higher risk film probably in The Joker at the end of this year, Yeah. Um, which who knows what who to knows. expect but, from that. But the thing yeah. is you could put BVS, Wonder Woman and um, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman together. Yeah. And it was a, it was a pretty good... Trilogy. Trilogy there. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I, I would even worlds. put Man of Steel. So you've got Man of Steel, Man Aquaman, of Steel. Wonder Woman, Origins. Yeah. And then BVS at the end. I think that's yeah. a... And, great. And I, I like Suicide Squad, except for the, the endings. <laughs> the big... The big the last <laughs> 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to the last hour and 20 minutes, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a, yeah, look... They have a chance to redeem themselves with Suicide Squad 2, so we'll yeah. see. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but it has proven that you need the right directors for this. Yep. Yeah, and you can't go the biggest commercial directors. They don't necessarily get it. No. So hopefully people are clued into that now. Um, you want different voices. Uh, so then I've got Venom. Yep. You know, it mm. was fun. Yep. And this is my, you know, my honourables, and I found it loads of fun. It also made... A shit ton of money. Yeah. So other Which people also found it a lot of fun as well. Yeah. It made it's. I think it was um, one of China's biggest. It was actually. Uh, yeah. Films. Yeah. Oh, um, look, I, I really enjoyed the film. It's flawed, but it's a heap of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked the Predator. Yep. Uh, because again, like Upgrade, all I needed was a couple of yeehaw scenes, and uh, when the Predator sort of lands in a house and then he starts stabbing a guy in the gut quickly it was just cutthroat bloodthirsty it's exactly what i wanted from it and uh look i applaud the effort that they gave it i'm happy with that direction can it be a better film sure it's not my top 10 and it could be <laughs> but i really i really enjoyed it still um and it was hard because i went with people who didn't enjoy it so much and it was really hard to listen to them coming out it was very negative um, and I think it influenced me at the beginning and then thinking back on it as I was like driving home and I was like, well, actually, on, I, I, I like kind of, yeah, there yeah. was, there was a couple of dog things in there, a bit stupid. Um, and there was the end scene, which was a bit silly, but we we'll, we'll all have those things, you know, and yeah. everything else I really liked. Uh, so then I've got the ballad of Buster Scruggs, Netflix, yeah, which I haven't seen. Coen Brothers, yeah. uh, you know, a collection of stories that they've, you know, popped together. None of them connect really with uh, each other's story. <laughs> it's just, um, here's a little, here's a little nugget here for you. And it's got someone Do famous in it. With it. Yeah. And it's, and here we are Coen's. It's a bit, it's a bit crazy, yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, and it's all really well acted, really well written. And like Bandersnatch, where they've tried something different, yep. this is something that they couldn't have put out at the cinema. It's not a TV show. Yes. So, so perfect for perfect for Netflix. Digital. Yeah. And uh, I think that um, in my eyes, uh, it's a success. Yeah. And I'd like to see them um, go forward with that. Uh, so then uh, Sicario, Date of Soldado. I liked it. It was great. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. So. Yeah. Uh, you liked the first one. I know oh, that, I right? The first one. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not as good as the Denis first. Yeah. yeah, this is not as good as the first, no. but it still takes you on a journey, um, and uh, a lot of it with um, uh, Del Toro. Yeah, thank you, Benicio, Benicio Del Toro, uh, with him. So that is a lot of fun because he's obviously a he was a great character in the first one. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, he's a high gun. Yeah, and uh, but I think this film gave him a little bit more heart. 
Okay. Not, a, not a lot. Okay. But you, you, you know what? Very much like Into the Spider-Verse with the Kingpin where there's a really good reason why he's doing bad things. Okay. Like it, to him, it's a good thing that he's trying to get family, you know? Mind, yeah. yeah. So that's also with, um, you know, Dana Soldado. <laughs> I need to watch it again. It was, <laughs> it was fun. Um, then I've got, uh, animation, Incredibles 2. Yeah. Really well written. Really, really great story. Uh, strong great because, uh, I've spent, you know, probably the last four or five months being, um, you know, working on a side, but being a stay at home dad is a, a prominent thing. Yeah. Um, something that I've chosen <laughs> to do because yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to yeah. get to know my children. Yeah. Which but, is awesome. But with that comes other issues and problems yeah. that you you don't foresee. I mean, yeah. you, you kind of know it's hard and everyone tells you. That's funny. I didn't relate the storyline to, to yourself there. Now that yeah. You, so that. obviously that's what happens in it. Yeah. They got the young child and the, the mum's running off and doing all these wonderful uh, adventures. <laughs> and he's the stay-at-home dad who's struggling with not having his own identity. Identity, yeah. Yeah. And so here I am doing Star is Born and Incredibles like this year. Like, <laughs> uh, so that was good um, man a simple favour yeah. how great was that movie well it was good until it went off the rails for me which is why it's not honourable but there's still a lot to like about that film I didn't really like when it went off the rails at the time mm. I came out that was my main sort of gripe yeah you're coming back to it are you yeah definitely yeah. now that I'm thinking back on the movie I, uh, Anna Kendrick, obviously, uh, I'm not Blake a big Lively. fan of her. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not a big fan of Anna Kendrick's, but mm. she, this character is just so perfect for her. And Blake Lively, I've never seen her in anything before. Mm. You know, I've never watched the TV shows that she's been in and all that sort of stuff. I can't, she's kind of, I just missed her. Her fashion in this movie, <laughs> I, I wanted to be her. Honestly, I would do drag with her fashion. She looked hot. She looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. but but it's not like skimpy hot. No, it no, is no. It high fashion. Yeah, yeah. You know, expensive well, clothes. Maybe this is a better second watching. though. have you only seen it the once? Just the once. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it again with my wife because yeah. I think she will love this movie. Yeah. I think she'll accept the end as ending as well. Um, so yeah, now knowing that the ending's coming and that it's a bit kind of not part of this movie it shouldn't be part of this movie you probably go in differently I, w- I would think I hope so yeah but I know that at least I know I'll enjoy up to a certain point yeah and that is good enough to have but maybe you'll pick up things in the first half that relate to the last act yeah I got one more film and that film my friends is uh, one that I went to see myself as I usually do but I shouldn't have seen this myself it's one that I should have seen with you right um, in fact, you should have been the one that was dragging me along to oh, see this movie. Go. I'm with you, yeah, Jesus. And that food, that movie is Halloween. <laughs> it was so much fun because I felt that like I was watching a late eighties, oh, nice. early nineties movie again. Yeah. With the characters that I know. Yeah. And, you know. Like everything in the world where humor moves on from you and you kind of don't get humor anymore and, you know, lots of stuff. Jump scares kind of, you know, horror moves on. Yeah, horror moves on, yeah. You've got the you House of Haunted educated. Hill and it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's what it is. Uh, but I still love this style of oh, yeah, horror. Oh, yeah, so do I. And they do it perfectly. Yeah. It's got, you know, it's got really, um, I'm going to call them dodgy characters, 
but it's got the characters that you imagine uh, would be in there. They're not the greatest actors, uh, but they feed you the information you need to have. And then they die. But they, they, yeah. Some of them die, <laughs> you know? Uh, it, Cla- it, it has, Yeah, it has uh, plans that are a little bit far-fetched, but always come off in the end. Yeah. And that's fine because that's what I'm doing. Like the bad guy can't win, you know that sort of stuff. They they, they never do, but they come back. Yeah. That's what the that's what's great about these the Halloween series. Yeah, is that they always they always win, but they don't because the bad guy always comes back. So when's it coming out of our home entertainment? That's all I want to know. Yeah, uh, so that was one of my strongest. Uh, I had that uh, this afternoon in my top ten. Yeah, and uh, I had to move it out because yeah, unfortunately they were stronger films, but. I definitely had that in my top 10. And with you not seeing that, I, I think that your list, it might, like, you, you'll be a harsher critic than I am. This yeah. is more up your alley. You know, I, I get you 100%. But the only thing, the only thing in my defense is uh, I was in between jobs, but, or new jobs or whatever. But Halloween, out of Friday Nightmare and Halloween, Halloween is my third favorite yeah. as well. So if this was Friday or Nightmare, no matter what was happening in my life, I'd be there day one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not an excuse at all. I'm just saying that's how I view it. But I can't wait to, to watch it. Yeah. Now, I've got, I've got two more that were floating okay. around my top ten that were moved out, like, yeah. when you were talking. That we haven't talked about. I don't think we have. Yeah. I don't think you talked about them. And that was uh, Black Panther. No, I haven't talked about that. Yeah. I yeah. think... Because um, you had it in your list. Yeah. And, uh, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that, I, that's not on my list. Yeah. So th- these two are definitely honourables for me. I, I, I really like Black Panther, but I'm probably not completely on the hype train of Black Panther, yeah. but I just really enjoyed it. Well, I had Black Panther in my honourables, but remember I crossed it off because yeah, we didn't want to double up. Yeah, but that was the one that was around my top ten. That's, I know, that's, I know, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I just yeah. want people to know that I had Black Panther in oh, there. Yeah. I had it in there. <laughs> could you imagine the emails I'm going to get? Yeah. Like, how could you not have Black Panther in there? <laughs> no, anyway, we love Black Panther, but both in our honourables. And the other one was Bohemian for me. Yeah. Just such an enjoyable ride. I'm looking forward to watching it again. But as you know, we've talked about the film, and there were still things that Sean and I kind of thought they missed a little bit. But uh, yeah. for me, it's still very much an honourable. How about we move into TV? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. TV! Uh, it's been, been a strong year for TV. We've been film for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong year for TV as well. Has been very, very strong. So how are we going to do this? What have you got? Do you want to go through your list? Yeah, can I? Yeah, I'll, sure. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll go... Um, I've You're got... a little bit more TV than I am, I think. This is your world a little bit more than me. I do. I watch a lot of TV. Um, I tend to stay up late at night and get through a lot of episodes of whatever it is. Uh, yeah. So I'm always looking for something new. and But at the same time, uh, I've missed out on some of the big ones because of the fact that they've been so big that I like to wait till later. And until be- it's binge down. them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, a good one is The Handsmaid's Tale. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've just started the that, one, actually. The one that you can't pronounce. I can't. I, yeah. hand, what is it? Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Oh, Second go. Does it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's only two options, isn't there? <laughs> uh, don't get me started on the House of Haunted Hill, whatever it is. <laughs> the haunting uh, of Hill House. Terrible with uh, that stuff. But anyway, okay, I'm going to go 10 to 1. I have 10. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be fairly quick though. Here we've yep. got um, number 10. We've got Narcos, uh, Mexico. Season 3. Season 1. Season 1. So this is the way that they've uh, put it on there. Um, so, yes. Mark, this is uh, the interesting part. Narcos, 
Mexico season one has characters from the other narcos things in there that you meet in um, Colombia and whatnot, but they still call it Mexico season one. Okay. Um, do we agree with that? I don't know. Do you know what? I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it all ties in and uh, yeah, look, it's a bit of fun, but not good enough. Um, like the early Pablo Escobar ones, which uh, you could put right up the top yeah. for, for a lot of top tens. Yeah. Uh, then I've got uh, Westworld season two. That was good. Yeah. So, um, so you finished that? Yeah, I, I, I tend to watch that one straight away. It's, sometimes it can be a bit slow, um, but uh, I find that it's rewarding. Yeah, if you can get there. Yeah, yeah. yes. Season one is obviously the season that you need to watch and uh, has you know, great ending and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And season two, yeah, I, I'm, I'm invested now. But if it stays the same way, season three could be the last. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh, so number eight is a Netflix documentary called Wild Wild Country. Obviously, true, yes, yes. true story. I've, I know of this. Yep. Yeah, and uh, just based around um, sort of like, you know, a, I can't remember a name, but like a guru type yes. dude, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, basically a cult leader, a cult cult leader yeah, yeah. As, it, as it seems to be. And it's about a six-part series, um, but they they – have loads of money and they tend to buy, they bought this land mm. uh, over in America in this little tiny, you know, part in town and took over and it's, it's got everything. Yeah. It's the human drama. It's the legality of it all. Um, and it's also the Hollywoodness of it because people in Hollywood started, you know, you can Get see how it. Scientology really took off. Yeah. You know, they, they tend to have so much money. They tend to attract themselves to spiritual things. Yeah. And, and easy targets. And easy targets. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that was worthwhile. I think there was probably only one episode where I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit boring. Mm. But otherwise, it was really interesting and intriguing the whole time. Uh, then I've got one of my personal faves, uh, The Last Kingdom. It's a, another Netflix show, season three. Yeah. Yeah, it's got all the Viking stuff. It's about how England was first, you know, sort of created, really. Um, and at nights, Vikings, it's great. Um <laughs> Killing Eve at number six. Nice. Oh, you saw that. Yeah, Sandra I haven't o. seen that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was easy. That was an easy one to do. Got into it. It's got that really cool mixture of American English. Yeah. Um, is it, sorry, is that SBS? Uh, that was or, SBS, yeah. Yeah. That was SBS, yeah. I watched it. So obviously, American would be something else completely, but yeah. Yes. Uh, so that was a load of, um, that was great fun. Um, yeah, because it's about a, a killer. <laughs> Killing Eve, who is Sandra Oh, you know, about maybe she's going to be killed. And that's the whole show. Yeah. Is, you know, she doesn't know this is happening. It's, oh, uh, is it's wonderful. One hour it's very or funny. half hour? No, they're, um, yeah, they're like that 50 minute yeah, sort of cool, episodes. Cool. Uh, very strong. And because of that English, I, I find English shows tend to give you um, a little bit more of reality. Hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, and so that mixture of those two is very good because I'm not a big Sandra Oh fan. No. But she fits into this world really perfectly. Well. Yeah. yeah, cool. Uh, then another personal fave, Billions. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul Giamatti, Damien season, Lewis. Season, season three. Three, yeah, yeah. Um, this is on uh, one of Australia's uh, Stan. And, you know, it just follows the, the stories of a, a super rich, um, you know, stockbroker. Yeah. Uh, and um, a <laughs> overzealous um, uh, attorney. You know, uh, who's gunning basically to get into the higher realms of um, political, yep, so, okay, yeah. and and they just have the 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 most wonderful battles. 
yeah. trying to get each other. Uh, you know, le- legally, uh, they're not trying to you know not hurt each other. All above, other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what is above board? Yeah, that was exactly. my question to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and the the humor is is very edgy seat type humor. You know, this is not like watching CSI. Yeah. You know, this is edge of the seat humor. It is very funny. It is up to date, and uh, yeah, Paul Giamatti um, is a, has a really good turn in this. Yeah. Then he, I've got he's amazing at number four, um, unsolved: the murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Another um, uh, was this a yeah? This I, was a, a I couple of parts, one, four man. parts or something? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, four parts. I Three believe parts? it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it's just again. Yeah, I keep a, forgetting, to be honest. Like I'm interested. Yeah, definitely. Netflix do these stories well. We've we've seen yeah. um, things with the Unabomber and and you know whatnot. This is just another good retelling uh, of that. And they have three strands of the way they tell the story. You know, one is set back, um, uh, sort of when it happened. One is just after it happened. And one is now. Okay. And they they entwine those really well. So that was great, uh, especially if you like. <laughs> Tupac and Biggie, you've already seen it. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you just like music, get into get into that. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, yeah, the nine. Yeah, uh, the latest season. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Nine yeah. uh, Nine. I love it. It's like it's almost like a little blankie, don't you reckon? Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, we well, went away to Mudgy and you just pop it on at night yeah, and just yeah. laugh and go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you go to when you got nothing to go to. Yeah, it used to be Family Guy. Uh, yeah. Before that was Scrubs for me, yeah. go to sleep to. Um, before that was Stan Zamanik, who's a, you know, a radio disc jock. Um, anyway, you read into my life if you know who yeah, that guy yeah. is. <laughs> uh, number two, <clears throat> The Good Fight. The Good Fight. Yes. Yeah, this is a spin-off to The Good Wife. That is correct. Uh, the Good Wife was something I came in at about season six. Mm. I went back. And binged season one to season six after watching just a few episodes. Because my, my wife had watched a lot of these things. Uh, and I kept walking in. She's trying to get me into it. And I kept seeing Mr. Big and uh, <laughs> from Sex and the City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I just, it feels like it's going to be a bit sappy. And, you know, but no, it's very clever. It's very funny. So got through that. Then they went to the good fight. And I didn't think anything could get better. Yeah, right. And the good fight uh, is uh, about an all-black uh, firm, and uh, it brings across. Um, oh, I want to say her name right, um, Christine Balansky. I'll I'll make sure I get that right. From, oh, okay. from the good wife, uh, right? Christine Baranski. So she was from the good wife. Yeah. And she uh, ran the law firm that they had, and she left that law firm. Won't ruin the good wife for you, but she leaves that law firm. And she comes across to an all-black law firm. She's right. the only white person. She's right. a white person. She's the only right. white person in there. Um, but they just deal with really good cases. It's, again, edgy seat humor. It's up to date. It's dealing with things that are happening now. Uh, and anyone who's seen The Good Fight will tell you to watch it. Okay. Yeah. And how do I watch that? Uh, that one, I believe, was on SBS as well. SBS. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's still on there, but it was on okay. SBS. Uh, then number one, it's, you know, if anyone knows me and knows I watch this show, Vikings, Yeah. uh, they just brought out the second half of, um, 
uh, season five. five yeah. It's a bit confusing actually the way they do it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is like it says season five, but is it season six? I don't know. Well, no, they just announced today that season six will be the last one. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, oh, where's my photo that. of Sam Elliott? I'm gonna hold yeah. it in front of you again. <laughs> um, right. I mean, do you, you know what? To be fair, it, yeah, it deserves to be the last season. I can't go any further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it still continues to be one of the best shot, well acted, well told. Everything about it is so strong. Yeah. Um, and it's not like any other TV show. These are mini movies. Each time you watch it. Um, but I'll agree that um, since the main um, Aussie actor in it uh, has, has moved on, that the show has gone, it's, it's struggling to find its main central lead. Okay. So they tend to go over the place a little bit. Yeah. Um, because no one's strong enough. Right, okay. But Travis Fimmel obviously was a very strong lead. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm and thinking right now for season... Anchor. Well, for season six, I have no doubt that they're writing, uh, the writers are being given the task of how can we bring this guy back? Because it's, it's in the land of the truth. Yeah. But... At times, spiritual things could happen. Could happen, yeah. There's, 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 there's yeah. a very small window or movement for that. Yeah, it could be palatable if it was done correctly. If it was done correctly, yeah. 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 Um, like he could come back as a god. Because right. that's something, you, okay. Know, okay. you know, that sort of thing. Or, so he died. Or he, or he was never <laughs> killed. Well, I said he left. He's, it doesn't matter, he's gone. Like, you know, it doesn't ruin anything, believe me. And he could come back as a, um, like he's, he's actually just, I don't know, he hid. Also, when he left, he went and did something <laughs> else. He was sick of the whole thing. And then he came back and everyone thinks he's a god. Right, okay. And yeah. that, could, that could actually tie up something that I don't want to ruin in the story. And that would be beautiful. Well, let's see what happens, eh? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's good. That's a very rich top ten TV. What do you got? Oh, mine will be quick. Mine are very obvious. I talk about them all the time. Yeah. Glow season two. Yep. Sinner season two, yeah. Ozark season two, they're my go-tos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House, yeah, talked about that, that a lot. Yeah. Loved it. My genre, Castle Rock. I'm going to put in there. Yes, um, I really I'm want to see. Interested that. to see where they go in season two on that. Reminds me a little bit of Westworld. Nothing to do with the genre, but just the fact that they give you bits of information, but not everything. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's all in that Stephen King universe, which was great. And the last one, which we talked about tonight, which was uh, uh, a little bit, which was Black Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. Yeah, we're going to get into that, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and that was just an original piece of uh, programming from Netflix again, and, and how good's that? I've got just two honourables. Can I yeah. give you those? Yeah. Uh, I've got The Bodyguard, which is a nice little... Yes, um, seen a couple of Yeah, you've seen that? Yeah, yeah, English. Solid, solid. Solid show, yeah. Solid, mate. Um... And uh, The Connors, which is probably the only sitcom, sitcom I've yeah. got in there. Because yeah, uh, I thought it was a really good effort of bringing back something that... And people have tried, haven't they, um, in the last few years? And I, yeah. They really... Think of um, uh, Tour of Men and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, and they did well with it. Yeah, they it, did. It, it, it wasn't... You know, back it wasn't um, Charlie Sheen as yeah. good as it was. No, yeah. oh, sorry, I mean The Connors. Oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't right. as good as what it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Okay. 
I've got two docos I just want to mention quickly, which yep. they fall under, whether they fall under TV or film. But this is uh, just, they need a shout out from my point of view. That's a Working Class Boy, which was um, the documentary about Jimmy Barnes oh, yeah. uh, between Birth and Cold Chisel. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If you like Cold Chisel or Jimmy Barnes, got to watch it. The other one that I really loved was um, Coldplay's doco on A Head Full of Dreams. I thought that was really good too. More musical concept. Doco, I, I guess, but anyway. But if you're into that stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you're yeah. into that stuff, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's my docos. Oh, good. Well, um, I'm going to run through these quickly. These are the ones that uh, could have been in my top five. Of what? Jack uh, TV. Oh, Jack, okay. Jack Ryan, Castle Rock, The Handsmaid's Tale, <laughs> Cobra Kai, <laughs> Kidding, Atlanta, Barry, Maniac, and Succession. So they're the ones that I'm, uh, I actually don't have access to them. Well, I just, I, I can't get to well, that. Maniac is on Netflix. Oh, I can get to that yeah. one. <laughs> um, Cobra Kai's got two free episodes on YouTube. Yeah, I've seen those two. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I can help you with. Yeah. I, I can do Kidding. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's on Stan. Um, the, I've, I've seen Maniac. The Hand on the Tail. Um, <laughs> I, I've got it. I bought it. Right. So I guess I access. I went out and bought it. Yeah. So I lied. I've got access to all of them. <laughs> uh, so I'll watch those. I saw Maniac and it just wasn't quite there for me. Um, it had a lot of promise, but just, uh, just missed the mark for me. Yeah. Um, and really enjoyed Cobra Kai, what I saw. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. But I've just refused to pay YouTube anything, any money. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's you, a... sorry, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I just want to. Can I just go through? I got two quick things from my point of view. I want to wrap this baby up. Eh? Do it. Yeah, we're up to two wrap hours it. and eight minutes. Um, I think people have got to be somewhere. Oh, uh, it's two hours and eight minutes and ten seconds now. Yeah, and fifteen seconds. I just wanted to mention, and this is going to offend you, and I love it, which is why I want to go back yeah. with the films. I just quickly overlooked my stinkers for the year, and the Meg was a stinker. Yeah, skyscraper was a stinker. Yeah. And the predator was a stinker. Yeah, fine. You're with, you were <laughs> the me. negative person I was talking about coming uh, out of that movie. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> I agree. Sorry, Shane Black, I love you, but man. And I know, actually, I read something the other day where he had to change a lot of that last act. It's such a shame. Yeah. You know, the studio coming and going, we're going to have a big chips and... Yeah. It's bullshit, man. I know. It's yeah. just shit. Anyway, um, can I, I just... For, with this exercise, I just... Um, also went through like my top performances of the year and it, stuff yeah. like that. Do you mind if I just roll of through course. them? Just roll. really quickly, just where my head was at, right? Just a couple of things that should be mentioned that obviously are fairly obvious because a lot of them are in my top 10. But um, I wanted to mention Bradley Cooper for favorite performance. I'm talking, sorry, talking about favorite performances. Bradley Cooper, obvious. Ethan Hawke in First Reformed. Okay, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen He that. plays a priest. It's like a taxi driver meets mother. It's a very weird, strange film, very, very slow, very long. But if you like those two, Mother or Taxi Driver, it probably could be worth a watch. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is great in it. Um, I wanted to mention uh, John David Washington, which you did yep. in Black uh, Klansman. He was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Rami Malek in Bohemian. Yeah. I thought he was the best part of that movie. I agree, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Red Sparrow. I just thought she just really put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, Tony Collette, Hereditary, which we spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place a lifted elevated that material Definitely, just that a little yeah. bit more um, and Gabrielle Rodrig- Rodriguez in Roma okay um, she's amazing yeah, she's a main, main star um, she's she's incredible um, 
favorite supportings were Jesse Plemons from um, which played Gary in Game Night. He was oh, the next door neighbor, the cop. Yes, you remember? Yeah. He was just a breakout. You know, it was great. <laughs> And the other one was Josh Brolin as Thanos in Avengers oh, as yeah. supporting. Best directing, uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Bradley Cooper as Star is Born, Alex Garland, Annihilation, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, and Jonathan Krasinski for A Quiet Place. Love my directors. I just wanted to put that out there. That's all I got. Nice. That was good. So wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, Joe. Oh, it's been epic, brah. Yeah, I've got somebody. I've got somebody we've got to call. Right. Tony Radevsky. You remember him. You know him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's been I on our... Tony. Uh, yeah, we've been on a podcast. Uh, oh, you want to go left or a bit of alternate art house, do you? That's a good idea. Yeah, well, exactly, because that's yeah. who he is, right? Yeah. He, um, he, won't, he won't admit that. He'll say that he's Disney all the way down, but... Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see if he's got a Disney in his top five. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so I'll give him a quick call. I'm going to put $5 and, uh, on the let's, fact that Let's he see doesn't. what we can get out of him. Tony Radevsky, the Tony, movie guys. How are you, mate? <laughs> Good evening. How are you both? Hello. <laughs> mate, we we have just been through our top ten. Epic. Each. Yeah. Epic, yeah. Oh. We're, okay. we're tired. We're we're gonna fall asleep and you know, this is the way it is. Uh, but before we wanted to move on, I need I said that we needed to speak to you. Uh, because, you know, we know how much you love the Marvel and DC films that we thought that you would back us up on a lot of those. Uh, no, we wanted to go We wanted to go a little bit left or alternate, just see what the other, what else is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. I see. I see. I see. And can I, uh, not to be repetitive, but what were the, what were the tops of your list? Well, you know, it's you um, listen to the show, bro. Yeah, you got to listen to the show. Yeah, 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 we can't we can't really go into that. But listen, now, but no. listen, I've got a five dollar note on the fact that you will not have a Disney film in your top five. No. All right. Look, uh, all you need to do is run from. Uh, you've got a, you've got um, top five, have you? I do top five films and top five TV. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, run through your top five films, five to one, and, and you know, we'll stop you if we need to. <laughs> uh, this is really hard. Okay, so I'm going to start with the films, okay? Now, I feel like looking at all the kind of Oscar predictions and stuff like that, I haven't seen a lot of those. Um, this is your top if, five, Tony. No but excuses. This is, I know, but this is the thing. I will see them. I will see them in a few weeks. And so it's kind of like if you speak to me in a couple of weeks... Um, and then I'll give you a kind of more full answer. And there's one film that I just started watching, which is Roma, that I really love, but I haven't finished it, so I can't give you that. that I, kind I of finished that yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell, don't tell me anything. Do not tell me anything. I'm still going. I'm still going. But okay. this is my um, this is my top five. So in the top five, we have A Quiet Place. Disagree. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> See, A Quiet Place is popcorn. That's that, okay. That's good. That's yeah. Great. We have Hereditary. You would. <laughs> I, I love hereditary Tony we have in this list um, Sweet Country which is an Aussie film yeah. the Warwick Thornton film I yeah. Um, yeah. we have Black Panther which I'm sure is on your list well, um, so you had film. a Disney film mate shit you give me five dollars Jay thank you very much oh is that Disney Fuck. I thought it was um, oh, Disney Disney owns oh. Marvel mate shit oh. shit 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 yeah baby <laughs> 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 
That's all right. You just cost Jason five dollars. I'm sorry, all good. I'm sorry. Um, we also had, did, you, did you see? Um, this won't be on on Sean's list. It may be on yours, Jason. Actually, it may not be. The wife. No, I haven't. I haven't seen. That. I really want to see this film. Yeah, I've heard oh, really good things about it. Yeah, no, Glenn Close is great in it. Um, it's, it's it's you know it's slowly it's slow paced. Yeah. Um, it's beautifully made. You know, it's just one of those films similar to kind of Phantom Thread. You know, like it just doesn't rush. You know, like the performances are great. Yeah. Um, okay. It's just a really, 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 really well made film. Um, is that my five? That that is no, that is. And I, I just want can to say I, with the, can, the... Can, can I do an honourable? No, no, you, you got one more. You got one more. I does four. No, I did Quiet Place, Hereditary, Sweet Country, The Wife, and Black Panther. Oh, That's sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. J- Jason's used to uh, throwing in six yeah. or seven for his top five. So hold on, you got an honourable Tony. Go. Did you see? Um, can you ever forgive me? The one with McCarthy. Uh, actually, I, I can say that that was in my uh, honourables. Yeah, um, so that, that's, that's one I saw a couple of weeks ago that was really a lovely little film that I thought, you know, it'll, if anything, I think, you know, it'll do well from the list probably, and maybe, um, what's his name? Who's the, who's the male lead in that? Sorry, the and one. I should retract. I didn't mean honourables. I meant things that I haven't seen yet that could oh, be in my... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because... We, we went through our list of we had our honourables and we also did uh, what we haven't seen that could be in our top five. And I listed that yeah. as uh, what could be in my top five. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the favourite for me would be that as well. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that yesterday, but I list it. Um, the favourite and what else? There's Vi- is it Vice? Vice, yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I like that too. Um, but that's that's kind of my list. And I feel like I want it to be a better list. I know A Star, a star Is Born is not on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. Let's move on to let's move on now uh, to TV. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, sure, I'm sure A Star Is Born is going to perform beautifully at the Oscars. And I'm sure that the actors will probably end up getting, you know, uh, awards for it. Hey, hey Tony, um, you, you, were, you were looking for Richard E. Grant. Yes. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. They're both so good. Um, but um, but it didn't make my list, I'm afraid. Yeah, wow. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, the, the things you listed uh, I think are quite good. I really wanted to see The Wife, but it was just one of those films that is mm. quite hard to get to when there are so many other things to see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Shall we move on to TV? Yeah, please, please, TV? please. Do you, want to do, do you have any honourables for TV? Oh, look, the, this year has been the year of television. For me, and I think for a lot of people, and so this list for me is a lot bigger than film. Can I ask um, about TV though? Before we go on with rules, um, are you allowed to put season two, three, yes. four, like sequel seasons yes. or follow-on seasons yes. into this yes. top list? Yes, I think yeah. so. Okay. I think so. Particularly with shows that don't carry necessarily the thread in the second season, okay. so they're kind of new, you know. All but right. yes, I do. I think. I think regardless, I think whatever TV show performs well that year. Okay, cool. For you. All right, yeah. cool. Got yeah. it. Yep. I'm also on that vein of thought. Yeah. Okay, cool. Go. What do you got? I'm, I'm glad we agree. All right, so um, on the list I've got uh, The Sinner. Yep, I got that. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I've, I've heard about that. That's quite good, but I yeah, don't I think I'll watch seen it. That, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not anything it's for you, but it's so, it's so well done. What, what's that so on, good. Tony? What, what um, network? That's on. Um, I just I did a I did a thirty day subscription to the Amazon one. What's oh, your yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I did the free trial to see how it is. Um, so there's that one. There's the haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, that's in mine. Um, also, um, see, this is where it gets tricky now. I'm, I'm thinking what goes honourable and what goes in top five. So <laughs> there is uh, what the one that I really enjoyed was Bodyguard. 
Yeah. Yep. Bodyguard. Yep. yep. Good. That's that's and, that's featuring for me somewhere. Yep. And Killing Eve. And it also features oh, for yeah, me somewhere. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Um, so in that, fact, that, you you recommended Killing Eve to me. So good. Oh, so mm. good. And it's interesting. Some it's 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 BBC. It's a little bit funny. Obviously, it's a thriller as well. But it, that comedy is oh, it's fantastic. Sandra is great. So is um, well, that's the how other Sandra actor got as well. Golden Globe gig, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so good, so good. But the honourables here um, for me are the second season of Making a Murderer. Yeah. So when the, the new lawyer or uh, or the, the new legal team got onto the case, um, also um, obviously the Black Mirror stuff we talked about. Or yeah. Did we? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, also, uh, Westworld obviously has to feature as honourable. Like I think it's one of those yeah. shows that I, I just love. Season loved, two, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, Glow. Yeah, yep, season two. Honorable yep. mention. Um, I've got to say The Handmaid's Tale, I have to say, because that will always be in my list somewhere, but I'm putting that in honorable because there's so many other great shows that are coming out. Yeah. Um, and you know The Wild Wild Country? Yes. It also features well. for me, yeah. Yeah, so that too. And that is my list. No, well, well, it's done. Man. That's good. <laughs> what, what is it? Can you, can you judge me? Tell me. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a 8.1. Wow. I'm Jimmy Ray. Yeah. Good, thanks. Thanks, yeah. That's out of 100, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's the list, but it's really hard because I feel like I haven't kind of watched as much film as I have TV, you know? So I think when it came yeah. to me kind of rattling out the TV stuff, I was really like, oh, I've seen much more than that even, you know? I, I think um, it's been a great year for movies, to be honest. Um, and, and this is evidence of it, you know, there's so much great TV. But uh, I was just talking to Sean before, and 2019 is going to be a ripper of a year for film. So, mm, mm. but yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I was looking at um, just quickly before you called, like at some of the contend- the Oscar contenders. Yeah. Um, and some of them, I'm like, do I want to see it? I don't yeah. know. Like you know, like it's not as inspiring. And I'm sure they're great films. But I think yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the fact that it's a year of bad films but I think it's probably the year of really good television you know yes. so it's kind of like that, that it, it, it kind of slips a little bit to the other side yeah I agree with that yeah for sure mm-hmm. alright well thank you very much for offering us those thoughts yes our listeners will judge you yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you are listening and you wanted to comment on Tony Radeski's uh, top fives, please yeah, write to us at... <laughs> yeah, or well, visit my Instagram, Tony underscore Rad. Just go direct to the source. Uh. But, um, but yeah, no, that, that's my list. So, like or love it, that yeah. is my list. That's it. No, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us and uh, mate, have a good uh, weekend. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. See ya, bye. Uh, well, Golden Globes uh, may uh, be already have happened once this goes uh, up. We're actually yeah. two days away from Golden Globes. Yes. Um, and uh, Jason's doing all the post-production on this episode, so uh, well, pressure's on you, mate. Uh, <laughs> I'll try and get it out as quick as I can. Uh, so awesome. What have you got coming up? I've got... Oh, yeah, right. Uh, we're we're going to have a best of 2000... Uh, sorry, what's coming in 2019? That's always a fun one, isn't it? Mm. I've had a little sneak preview, and yeah. man, we are in for a treat of a year. Yeah, on paper, the, the only things that matter are Avengers and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, nothing else matters. No. It doesn't care how good the cream is. Not having Jumanji you know, too. Not having a taste.
Not even Don't talk about it. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I have to focus. What about the Joker? <laughs> Okay, all right. There could be some other films that are going to be really exciting. That's <laughs> no, great. Yeah, it looks yeah, fun. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, we'll obviously bring up our uh, normal episodes as we do, catch yeah. up on what's going on in our lives and have general chit-chat about films. Yes. Sounds yeah. great, man. Well, that was epic. And I think yeah. you did well. It's good. I hope some of you enjoyed some of our top ten. Pretty obvious because you listen to us all the time. And <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if, if you haven't seen them, uh, go out and see them get them somehow tell us what you think of our top 10 yeah. um who do you side with more jason or sean <laughs> it's fine i'm used to people not siding with me and if you sided with me i'd actually probably quit what i'm doing because oh, you know gosh. i can't go you commercial bloody hell disestablishmentarianism yeah um, <laughs> that's a good competition we should do this in 2019 who do you side with well, the thing is we can't because you tend to put this stuff out on social media all the time. So people look towards you for what your top 10 is going to be. And I, I guess um, we'll have to agree on a, a time when you can put your top 10 out. No, I'm just saying <laughs> in a normal segment. In a normal segment, it could be, this, you know, it could be talking about this movie or whatever. Again, Decide most of your with... friends listen to you. And, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. So you're already admitting defeat. Not that this is a competition. <laughs> Uh, it's always a competition. And this though. is where this music starts to wrap up and this episode. It's fine. I've got people texting me, mate. I talk about don't have you know. See I have He's still going. I was trying to wrap up the episode. I He's have, still ranting. I don't He's do social rant. media. I have people who on, let me grab this contact box. me uh, about life. This guy I've known since I was four years old. <laughs> Come over here, Sonny Jim. Goodbye, <laughs> See you later, boys and girls. I'll drown you out. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. How things match us and cook things in a little crash batch cooking. Fool, it's hot. I told you, damn, the bone on the sun is damn hot. I say, so so damn hot. I told you, it's two eyes on orange roll burst in the flame. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. It's going to be a knot and wet. It's going to be nice to join the lady, but ain't no good if you're in the jungle.